I love Photoshop. Episode 24 of the Megavision Show, the companion podcast to Megavisions Magazine. I'm Chris, the editor of Megavisions, and joining me this week is Sketchcraft. Hey, what's up? We have Scotty. Yeah, uh, let it go. <laughs> My favorite, Marson. Hey, hey. And also our favorite, Brit Graham, is here again. Well, hello there, chaps. <laughs> this is like uh, this is like the, the biggest. Uh, group i think we've had it a long time on the, the megavision show so this is exciting mm-hmm. i think it is oh yeah Nothing i have to apologize wrong. to all the listeners because uh i may sound very hoarse i'm i'm sick i was spent about a week or so in europe uh about a week and a half <laughs> ago and on the, the flight back i think i caught some sort of weird um like hoof and mouth disease or something and what? I'm incredibly sick right now, uh, but I'm, I'm pushing through. What were you doing with hooves in your mouth? Yeah. Well, we were in like uh, like in the country of France, and all they have there are cows and stuff, so there wasn't a lot to, <laughs> <I'm sure. laughs> lot to do. So we're just hanging out with cows now. But, oh, uh, no, we got a lot of good stuff to talk about. Uh, it feels good to be back on the show. It seems like I've been away for a while now. I think I may have missed the last couple episodes, but... I, uh, I was on the last episode of the Sideshow, which is a lot of fun, because we did uh, The Last Starfighter, which is great. We had a lot of good discussion about that. Available but... now to the public. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Scotty, you want to talk real quick about that? Because we're going to start um, previous episodes of the Sideshow were only exclusive to uh, patrons and uh, I think uh, Twitch subscribers. But now we're going to just uh, open it up to the public, right? Yeah, it's going to be <clears throat> every other week, excuse me, is uh, the sideshow. So it might get a little confusing if you have the um, RSS feed of both of them. But the sideshow are their own episode numbers, and then the regular show that you're listening to now uh, is on its own episodic numbers as well. But now you'll get weekly content, uh, and for Twitch subs and patrons, you uh, patrons have had access to the Sideshow forever since it started, um, but we have an unlisted playlist for Twitch subs and patrons if you want to go back and listen to older Sideshow episodes. Those are all only available to those extra awesome people, but uh, regardless, thank you all for listening. But now the Sideshow will be available to the public uh, every Friday, every other Friday, sorry, and earlier on the Wednesday prior to patrons and Twitch subs. Also, little known fact about the Patreon podcast is that it's also indestructible. Mm -hmm. So if you throw a metal ball at the podcast or Scotty, Mm -hmm. uh, it won't break. Unlike the Cybertruck? Well, I will fight the Cybertruck and we will see. (laughs) That was a little (laughs) embarrassing, right? Wasn't uh, that Rick and Morty? Giant metal ball (laughs) bearing. Wasn't that uh, Rick and Morty? Where he's like, the man versus the car, and the car oh. versus the man. It might have <laughs> been. Scotty versus, versus the Cybertruck. Cybertruck wins again. <laughs> I just walk in holding two Dreamcast fishing rod controllers and nothing else. That's oh me. Oh, my God. <laughs> Chris, please host, help. 
<laughs> this is always going um, Before we get into the rest of the show, let's quickly uh, jump into some updates on the magazine. Uh, Sketch, you want to tell us uh, some of the new stuff you're working on for this upcoming issue? Uh-oh. <laughs> this is the held accountable portion of the podcast, right? This is where we figure out, what have you been doing, Sketch? <laughs> So, uh, good news, bad news. Bad news is it's not done. Good news is it's being worked on. So, uh, the cover story is all, like, worked out. So, one of the things I've had to do is I'm, uh, now that Chris and Jess and possibly Graham are going to be helping out with the graphic design moving forward, I also have to set up some of these files so other people can use them. So, uh, for the cover story, uh, I, I did some tweaking and file building, and then we have a new game... Uh, system we're covering on this cover story, the Dreamcast for Virtual On. And in the, uh, so far we've only really covered Saturn games since I took over. So, uh, and the cover story, I put these little things I call loot corners where I actually phys- I manually draw controllers and game cases for that particular system. Well, being that this is the Dreamcast, I had to do that for this one. So, uh, that's, that's tedious. That's tedious. So, it looks cool. It just takes some effort. So I got the Dreamcast one worked out. I have to finish rendering that this week. Um, and then I can do one more layout, which we're doing, which is pretty cool, which is already kind of set up. I just have to do some artwork for that. And then the cover story, and then I'm done. I mean, the cover art, and then I'm done. So I'm, 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 we're almost there. It's just right at the very end. It's like, oh, yeah, and this one little thing. And then, damn, Thanksgiving, got to make turkey. And so, you know, it's a little bit of that. But it's uh, it's going really well. And then I think the very last thing I'll do somewhere around the first or second week of December while you guys are finishing up copy editing is I have a cool piece of Turtles art, which I actually drew a year and a half ago or so. Um, I'll finally get to color that. And that's going to go in a section we're doing, which is uh, TMNT Hyperstone Highs versus Turtles in Time, which uh, Scotty, tag, apparently you're working on that now. Yay, surprise. Uh, yep. <laughs> Me and another Chris are, uh, duking it out between the two games to talk about which one's better and, and comparing the two and everything, which has been pretty fun. Cause I get to be a little more obnoxious than usual. Yeah. I initially did this piece of art to be more of a battle between turtles and time and the original arcade game. So I got to add in the Genesis and super Nintendo systems to this layout, which it's not that big a deal. It's three or four hours of work. But um, it's going to go nicer. It's going to be a very artistic issue. It's, it's, like I said, it's very, very close to what I always envisioned. So once I can get out of doing layouts and I just hand that over to someone else, then we can put more art in. So um, it's going to be good. Yeah, we were talking earlier, um, Sketch, that this is, I think we have more original art in this issue than we ever have uh, before in any issue. Yeah, and I'd like to maintain this amount of it and if we had anything it would be uh some original characters we can for our own mascots and stuff we can kind of litter throughout the issue here and there moving forward um and so what i'll have to do is just with issue 10 which um already is being worked on so issue 10 even though we're on finishing up issue 9 issue 10 is already uh it's got most of the stuff already dropped in there's stuff for you and you and graham to still to do on your particular layouts not gonna be a big deal but um, that's nice. And then with issue 10 and 11, I'll be able to like hopefully just be like, oh, I can just put in some cool character art here and there. And <clears throat> uh, 
we'll be able to maintain that level of artistic, you know, uh, awesomeness moving forward. So that's the goal. Right on, right on. Um, cool. Uh, let's jump into what we've been playing and what we've been watching. Marcin. Hell yeah. First up, buddy. There's, there's been a pretty big release uh, here recently that I think you're probably pretty excited about. Frozen right? 2. Yeah. <laughs> this is also why I'm also here. Um, but yeah, so Shenmue 3 came out um, Tuesday, finally, as if it would never come. Shenmue 3 did come out. And I've been currently playing that almost every day for four to five hours a day. Um, trying to get the review out by Monday, Tuesday the latest. And I feel like I'm pretty close to the end. But uh, yeah, I'm still hammering away at it, but I'm really enjoying it so far, and uh, I don't know if any of you guys have been playing it. I think maybe, Chris, you have. Yeah, I've, I've been playing quite a bit, and uh, I feel like I've, I've put close to you know, maybe 10 hours or so into the game, and um, man, I, I feel like I haven't made a whole lot of progress yet. I'm, I'm trying to do everything, though. Um, we'll get more into it uh, and later on in the show, because we have a whole section where we're going to talk about Shenmue 3. Um but yeah, I've, I've I've been really enjoying it so far. I mean, in addition to that, I guess we're also talking about what we were watching too. I've been uh, watching The Mandalorian as well. I think almost all of us have, and um, keeping up with Rick and Morty too. So, lots of good content this month. What do you What do you think about Mandalorian? I think it's only me, you, and Sketch who've, who've watched Mandalorian so far. Graham, have I you watched, seen it? I watched the first two eps. Oh, you did? Okay. Mm-hmm. What are your overall thoughts, uh, Marson? I think, I mean, I, I love that it is definitely a different feeling than, than the movies because, like, you know, when you see a Star Wars movie and even when you see the, these two that they've created so far, it's got a similar feel to it, you know. But The Mandalorian has this different atmosphere and approach to it. Um, and I, I love that it, it feels more of like a Western kind of, you know, John Wick-esque, you know, Um and the latest uh, episode was really, really good. That's what I was going to say. Is that this one more than any other Star Wars uh, movie or show has, has felt more like a, a space western than uh, than ever before? I think, and I'm I'm really digging it. I think the the thing I like the most is that there is an intentional uh, style decision to make a lot of the uh, a lot of the aliens and the different puppets look like it would have been made. Uh, like back in the early '80s, like following Return of the Jedi, uh, it's just it, it fits within that aesthetic. It's not one of those where uh, the movie's set in the same time period, but because uh, we have better technology today, that all the 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 weapons and and all the technology is is uh, a lot more advanced because we can kind of show them more advanced. Right. It doesn't do that, uh, and I think that's a, a very smart decision. Uh, John Favreau, man, that guy, I, I, he needs just to be in charge of the whole Star Wars everything because uh, I think he is he's so smart. I love what he does. Um, good, good stuff. Sketch, I'm sure you got lots to say about Mandalorian. Uh, yeah, so interesting production fact about this show. So they have this thing called Stagecraft. Um, Ireland's been doing it for years, but this particular iteration of it is... So how do I say it? So it's a okay. So normally when you go and shoot on location, you take a bunch of people, you know, dozens, sometimes a hundred people, go off to some location, Iceland, the desert, shoot a bunch of stuff, 
and have to bring everything back and then do post-production. It's time intensive. You know, it's crazy. On this show, what they did was all the scripts were written by Favreau to begin with, um, with Filoni helping. It was originally a Boba Fett thing, and then they, they made something more original out of it. And so once those were done, they, they storyboarded everything out so they knew exactly what they needed. And then they sent one person to any location they needed. If they needed ice, one person went to Norway, one person went to the desert, shot all the plate photography they needed super quick. And then what they do is, this is crazy, they have these, basically these giant screens inside a hangar that, that refract light. They're grown from crystals. I you not. These screens are grown from crystals that take about five years. And they have to, like, they have to be, each screen has to be made from, I'm being dead serious. I'm not even kidding you. Like, it sounds like something out of Star Wars, but it's true. And what that allows them to do is it refracts light in the same way light really refracts. On top of that, anywhere they move the camera, so how do I say it? So they, they project the environment they need on these screens inside a hangar. So the light ends up being 100% the way light would be outside, but indoors. Then in real time, then what they do is they also map those screens to their cameras. So anywhere they move the cameras, the backgrounds, everything moves in camera in parallax. So what that means is, let's say you move your, let's say, there used to be this demo for the Wii back in 2005. This guy I worked on, he works at Oculus now, where he made it so if you physically move to the right, things on your screen using the Wii sensor bar would move to the left. So the parallax would shift wherever you're looking. It gave it a real 3D look. Hmm. That technology is now on the oh. Oculus Quest and stuff. So that's how they get all this 3D. It's doing that in camera in real time. So they're able to go from snow to desert in, in, in a studio. And it that whole thing, everything you see outside, other than the street, the street they're on in that main village um, that you open up to, is actually on a lot right outside that studio. But in, everything else, including all the environments, are inside a hangar. Huh. And it looks 100% like... And it's all being done in real time. So a lot of those effects get done ahead of time uh, and previs, and then they shoot everything in that hangar. That means they can go from snow to desert in one minute. That is so like The opening shot where he goes in that snow planet, that's one guy shot all the exterior stuff, and then they built everything they needed... And then they're doing that in real time on the hangar. Yeah, it's crazy, awesome wild. tech. And they really wanted to test that on this because this will, you know, TV has more of a limited budget. Um, but it just means that this is going to change a lot of a lot of the way movies are made. Um, like I know, like the the word is that they're using this on a lot of the reshoots for Rise of the Skywalker. This form of tech because they already have the environments built. But what that really also means is that. Before they make a show like Obi-Wan, like Obi-Wan's going to use this next, is that they have their story worked out before they do anything because they kind of need, need to do it in reverse. Like they need to have all this stuff kind of like develop before they go to shoot that day. But um, yeah, so I, I imagine with the remaining episodes, I don't know, but I imagine with the remaining episodes, you're going to see a lot of little bits of different environments so they can start to build up an environment stock. You know, here are trees, here are deserts, here is snow, here is water. And then they'll just build that up as they go along. And within three or four years, that ILM, they're going to have a cache of just environments that they can use. So the, the scale for these shows will grow, but the budgets won't. So there's no other production studio that's doing the <clears throat> this exact uh, method of 
Well, no, no, they, they, they're doing this. The method that they're using is exclusive to this show. Like it's pioneering all this and mm. it's using little bits of tech that they developed on the Lion King stuff on avatar, you know, but it's putting it all together into like this production pipeline that they can capture on stage. And it looks unlike the attack of the clones when they were capturing on stage and, you know, got those green screens everywhere oh, and the yeah. lighting never looks right. Never here. Your looks like that. Those scenes, even in episode two, when they're out on, he's out in the dune and it's like magic hour, you know, magic hours between three and six when the sun's setting. Yeah. Um, you know, when that happens in real life, they have literally like 30, you know, an hour to shoot everything during magic hour between, you know, they got to, they got to get everything set up and then they have a three hour window to shoot and that's it. Now they can shoot magic hour forever because they can capture that hour <laughs> in, 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 you know, in, in, po- in pre-production. And then it refracts the light in a way that's 100% natural. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, it's, it's amazing. Very much light and magic now. Yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah, I know, right? And when I tell people they grew the crystal, like, what? Like, I'm telling you, dude, it's... They're it's kyber crazy. crystals. Yes. Right? <laughs> um, I love the show. I like that right now the scale of it is the same as the first 40 minutes of the first Star Wars film. Mm-hmm. You know? So some people have been like, I wish it was a bigger scale. I'm like, chill out. If you know what I mean? Like this is the perfect scale. I me. like that. They're also like 35 minutes long because I don't have to sit down for, it's not a big time commitment because I, I don't have a lot of it's that. It's also good that they're doing it weekly. Cause I know I would definitely be binging through it. So I, I do kind of appreciate it being spread out. It's also a smart business move. Cause you know, if they're going to be doing this beyond a month then people are going to have to pay for it to keep watching. Yeah, that was something well, we, we were actually discussing well, uh, you know. in our Facebook chat, I think, this past <laughs> week, was that, um, you know, the benefits and negatives uh, of of releasing something, like, episodically, like, week to week, or just dropping a whole season like Netflix has done in the past. And personally, like, I I like it that way. I like just dropping an episode a week because it's a lot easier to consume that way, and I don't yeah. have to worry about people fucking spoiling it. Uh, yeah, and, exactly. Because yeah, because like with when Stranger Things comes out, I feel like I have to hurry up and just watch everything because I'm afraid some idiots on on Facebook or Twitter is going to spoil something for me. Oh, absolutely. I've I've been. I think most of us have been kind of uh, victims of that. Um, but yeah, I agree. And I also really appreciate that Mandalorian doesn't focus. I mean, it might later, but it doesn't focus on Jedi's. You know, uh, at all or you know. That baby Yoda thing. <laughs> um, spoilers. Spoilers, yes. Yeah, spoiler. I guess. I saw that thing all over the internet, and I had no idea what I was looking at. <laughs> yeah, if you're so. on the internet, you can't get away from that right now. Yeah, it's everywhere. And Disney's also trying to take down the gifs for, you know, some reason. Because, hey, why not? Goodwill? Fuck Goodwill. Um, there was, but, yeah. um, I guess, uh, it, 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 the Mandalorian's getting torrented like mad as well, because it's only getting released weekly. Um, yeah, but I mean, Game of Thrones had the same issue. So, yeah. you know, they're aware of all that. I would say that the, the time of it is really to do with production, you know? So there's only so much they can do right now. I imagine as the years go by, you'll they'll probably get up to an hour, you know, just as the production development part just works its way out, works, works its way through. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you're talking about every shot is an effect, you know, multiple effects. Like there's no one shot that doesn't require some level of visual effect. Unlike, you know, Game of Thrones, 
where you can just shoot outside for a while. You know, you can just shoot into like even the Marvel shows will have people like in their apartments. So everything has to be designed and set up. But um, a lot of those end up in the volume. They get laid out digitally and they get projected on the screens. That the now I can't. I don't know if this is true, but the story that was told at a conference recently was that one of the, the execs at Disney went down there to go see it, and they they really thought they had built a giant set. They were like, I, you said you weren't going to build anything, John. And they are like, no, it's, it's not real, man. Like, <laughs> it's just the screen, you know? Like, So I'm interested also to see if that tech works its way into uh, the theme parks. You know, like if they could set up a giant dome and you look and you really think you're outside in the desert, you can go to Tatooine. You know what I mean? You can go to Hoth. You can go to places that you never could and not have to be in VR. I mean, you can physically be there. So, yeah, the um, my girlfriend just got back from Disney and said the Edge of the Galaxy thing's a pretty big disappointment because there's nothing to do there except for one ride and just buy. Yeah, that's a limit of how much money it costs to make a theme park, man. Like, yeah. I, I wouldn't call that a disappointment. I mean, oh, you, well. if you want a disappointment, you, was she there when California Adventure opened up? No. That, uh... that, there you go. Like, the, the level of attention to detail on that park is amazing. They, and they spent enough space to expand it. But there's no way they can develop seven rides and build two theme parks. The size of that area is the size. It's double the size of California Adventure. It's crazy. So... It's just, I know I get, like, that's an argument that goes away four or five years from now. Just mm-hmm. in the same way, like, they spent a billion dollars fucking fixing the front end of California Adventure because they didn't spend any money on it back in the early 2000s when they built it. it looked like a cheap Disney store knockoff. So <laughs> if they had to pick, you know, what's the thing you can solve now? Ambiance and space. And they, the level of detail on there is better than what's on set for these shows. Like it really is. So yeah, she said it just seemed like it. They rushed it out, and I was like, "Well, yeah, honey, just in time for the next movie because they needed to. Ha- they, they that was it. <laughs> so it it just felt like it's not done. So I'm sure they've got more in store for it, though. Good stuff, um, Scotty. What have you been watching and playing? Yeah, um, I have. Well, it's been brought to my attention that we want to not curse as much on this show. So if you hear a lot more sonic sound effects this time around, you're welcome. <laughs> And um, I also just want to get this out real quick uh, to get it out of my system. Uh, Sucker mother, it's far turn. All right, I'm great, I'm good. Um, You'll hear. There's going to be a series of Sonic Ring. It's going to be great. It's going to be good. Um, (laughs) I've been playing Xeno Crisis to review for the site. Uh, The game is hard as heck. Uh, I thought I was on the final boss, and I actually looked up a, like how to on this boss battle, and it, I am halfway through that game or that it's that like boss. Level one. Yeah, the boss is the, the boss that I'm on is the halfway point, which you wouldn't. I'm not going to spoil anything, but when you see who the boss is, you would think that's probably the end of the world and the end of the game if I don't kill this guy. So, um, but yeah, I won't say too much because then otherwise, why would you read my review? Um, That'll be up on the site sometime this week, but uh, I saw Frozen 2 um, because I fell asleep during the first one, but my girlfriend's a huge Disney fan. Um, It was one of the worst theater experiences of my life, Uh, not because of the children. The children were fine. (laughs) The children laughed and were scared and everything. It was because I finally encountered someone not who's like 
talking along with the movie, but someone who is having a conversation with the characters in the movie. So that was just magical. Like, has everyone seen Frozen or you guys at least know, like, who the characters are and stuff? Oh, yeah. 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 So, like, Kristoff, the one kind of main, the only sort of dude in the movie... Um, he was struggling with stuff, and the lady next to us was just like, "Come on, Kristoff! Like trying to, <laughs> oops, trying to uh, just like talk him up and give him a self esteem boost." And I'm just like, "What are you doing?" And then anytime there was a You're song, better than this, Kristoff. Yeah, it, it, literally stuff like that. And anytime there was a song, she was humming along with it. And I'm pretty confident this was her first time seeing it, so she wasn't really humming along so much as just humming. And it was, was this just a young like, adult. It, it, it was a full-blown adult. <laughs> a cat lady, for sure. Full-blown adult. <laughs> yeah. So, like, we're, we'll, we'll see it again, like, it. maybe on a Tuesday afternoon or something, because it was just ridiculous. But um, all that aside, whatever, I haven't been playing too much. But I did finally finish reading the book Console Wars by Blake J. Harris. And Ooh. holy crap, guys. Holy crap. Congrats. I know that Chris and Sketchcraft have read it. Marson and Graham, have you guys read it? I'm pretty sure I read it, yeah. Okay. I, have I don't remember. No. <laughs> okay. But I, 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 I remember reading about, yeah. Yeah, I remember, yes. I okay. Yeah. Um, I, I own it on my Kindle, uh, but for some reason I don't want to read it. And I think I actually mentioned this to you on Facebook. I don't want to read it because I'm worried it's going to ruin my experience from the 90s. Cause no. Because playing games in the 90s is like my favorite thing. and I feel like it's going to ruin it. It you won't want the CD background deals or anything like that? Yeah, right. <laughs> um, no, it won't. I said to you on Facebook as well, if anything, it'll enhance like the memories and stuff, and you'll just remember and you'll have a better appreciation for the struggle and everything. Um, and and uh, Sketch got me the audiobook uh, a while back, and I did... I started listening to it, but since I was already into the book, it felt kind of weird trying to get into the audio version, so I wanted to finish reading it first, and then I'm going to go back and actually listen to it. Um, but it's just it's just crazy. It's I like I knew a lot of the things going into it and a lot of the events. Um, I never really realized that E3 basically exists indirectly because of Sega and mm-hmm. that, you know, Nintendo went a certain way with their marketing because of Sega. Like competition is good because otherwise no one tries to really to try any harder. Um, so everybody's like, why isn't there just one game console? Well, then there would be no games worth playing because no one would try to make the best game anymore. Um, but it's very interesting and informative. Um, I did hear stories, you know, when it was out that like not a hundred percent of everything is correct and all this stuff, but just the way it's, huh? Something isn't a hundred percent correct in any historical. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's someone's perspective. Yeah, well, I think the biggest, uh, one of the biggest criticisms is that a lot of the dialogue isn't what really what they said. And, right. And, and so what Blake did is he just did extensive interviews and and, yeah, yeah, and yeah. try to capture it the most accurately, you know, as he could based on, like, what the people were telling him what was said. But he also um, tried to write it in such a way that he captured kind of their voices and everything, but... You know, there's also a, still a sense of trying to make a compelling and captivating book. So he did right. probably embellish a little bit in certain instances. But this is where I lose my mind with, like, the average fan who goes, that isn't what was said. I'm like, yo, can you remember you said at the grocery store yesterday? Like, can you dig up exact <laughs> yeah. word-for-word conversation? What did you say? What were your wedding vows? You know what I mean? Like, specifically, <laughs> word for word. Like, that's where I just, I lose my mind. 
Like the real goal is did the in- was the intent the same? You know, because right. yeah. it still has to be interesting to read. It still has to be, you know, exactly. and as interesting as I am in real life, we all know this. Uh, people probably don't want to read those conversations word for word. You know, when I just call up Chris, I'm like, mother, you know, like it's not, it's not good. It's not, there's a lot of sonic rings that just went You just have like one long, you know, sonic ring sound effect. For there's all these one ups because there's so many yeah. sonic rings. But doing there's only one. this. There's only one part of the book where I thought, you know, Blake, Blake wrote it to kind of like, cause he got a lot of access to Tom Kalinske more than right. anyone else, you know? And look, that's what happens. You, you go to what sources are open. Nintendo is less open than anybody. Yeah. They've always been. And Kalinske was more open by the way, Sega of Japan, not so much open, which is how the book flows. Anyhow, like I, I'm like, well, that just paints the perfect picture of the whole point of the series. But I did feel the one part that probably could have been cut out and no one would have cared was the whole like him with the age charity thing. Like, like that's nice, but it was almost like a little like, hey, let me really make sure Tom's a good guy. Like, like he was good enough. We didn't need that. You yeah. know, like it just that it, was, it's uh... a little too over the isn't he a good guy thing because mm-hmm. so much other bull happening to Tom and that whole crew over there that it's like it's it's enough. We did that. That doesn't even have pertain to the console war, you know, so. I think part of that portion was also to show him like that he didn't realize how big of a deal some of this stuff was until he saw it through a child's eyes and everything. But I think it could have been at least shorter, but it it was, yeah, I I know what you mean though, but yeah, he even, uh, but Blake even has a, you know, a couple paragraphs in the beginning saying basically like, okay, I understand these conversations are probably not word for word, but the conversations and the interactions between the, the, the people throughout are, are what create the flow of the whole book. So it's, you know, and that's how it's, how well it's written in my opinion, or how it is written well, I should say. Um, but it's just such a weird thing, and like, and I was telling my girlfriend about it after she's she read. It took me a year to get through this book. I am not a fast reader, and I'm not huge on reading in general. But she reads like a book or two a week or every two weeks. So I was just like oh, telling wow. her about the stories and stuff, and she doesn't know all about Sega, but she was just very nice to listen. And I was like, "Honey, you don't see like I could picture E3 because I've seen the video of when Sony." walks up and just says the price of the PlayStation one and walks away from the mic. Like that was one of the moments that it, it, we knew it, the time was up and, and like, and other stuff like it, oddly enough, it makes me want to collect the 32 X collection more <laughs> as like a sign of like, I will like un uh, I don't even know why I will blindly support you. Sega. I know, you know, this was the wrong move, but Tom Kalinske did it anyway, and then the company did it anyway, and like that, in my opinion, after reading everything, the release of the 32X and the release of the Saturn in America was when things started to go downhill for a second. I kind of see that more from this book. Um, That could be a whole podcast topic, but uh, I just really enjoyed it, and... It's something that any Sega fan should read, uh, whether you grew up in the 90s or not, really. Um, I think it's also something any Nintendo fan should read, just to kind of hear, like, you know, Nintendo would have would keep doing the same thing if not for Sega. Like, they would not have changed. Also, though, a little bit of insider info that, whatever, I probably shouldn't say this, who gives a f***? 
uh, whatever. Um, but in the book, it talks about how Nintendo was very strict on what they would um, allow to different companies and everything in terms of their product and like how much they would give out to people. Um, that has not changed. That will not change. Like everybody is like, oh, they're creating fake demand. They're doing this. They're doing that. They don't even know about the fake demand. It is like when I was working in retail, we would get like a dozen uh, Wii U's or something and they would hand you that and, you know, the store pays for that. And then it's, the store would say, okay, can we have more? And Nintendo would be like, no. You paid us for that many. We give you that many. When you are completely sold out of those, then you will get more. Like, they would never provide overflow, and that has never changed. And it's ridiculous, but they're still in business somehow. But go read Console Wars. It's great. Blake J. Harris is awesome. I look forward to his... Uh, what's his What's his book with the dragon on the front called? Something about the VR. Oh, the History of the Future? Yeah. I look <laughs> yes, forward to that. Also next. very good. Read it all the way through. I, I, I read and finished all of that, and then my Oculus Quest appeared. Now I'm like, the sequel! You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> oh, this is amazing! So it was, it was a real fun year for me. <laughs> yeah. I... I probably annoyed the shit out of Blake on Twitter. Like he stopped talking to me for a bit. But I mean, he, <laughs> I, I, I did that. You know, I, I posted the picture and everywhere on all my socials, and and he was nice enough to um, reply to it on Twitter and and say it was just as much fun. You know, researching and I, I can only imagine the different interviews and stuff. I, I think it said in the book like he spoke with over two hundred people or something crazy like that to do all the research for this book, but I hope the film or series or whatever actually happens. Cause it would be really interesting to see this, uh, from a visual standpoint as well. I'm hoping to see if Blake can somehow tackle like, um, like maybe it'd be great to see him tackle the follow up to the indie game movie and how all those developers went. Oh, boy. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he's so good. I, I I'll I'll check out whatever he does next. It's just know? gonna be cut cutaways to Phil Fish like screaming at walls and stuff. <laughs> but if he, you know, every time I see the Joker film, I'm like, this is really the Phil Fish. Story. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like, like, yeah, like Joaquin Phoenix and Phil Fish. There's a definite through line there. Mm-hmm. He's gonna do Gamergate next. Is what oh, he told no. me. Oh, oh boy. Is I'm he preparing kidding. for that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. That would be uh a wild one. Yeah, but I just, yeah, wanted to get on my soapbox and tell everybody I finally read this book that came out years ago. I don't uh, I don't read much, so it says a lot for me to say, like, go get this book right now. Do it. Awesome. That's me. That's all I've done. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sketch, what have you been playing and watching? Uh, still playing Final Fantasy VIII Remaster. Uh, super fun, super chill. Uh, like I said, I can't it's one of those things where I enjoyed the game when it came out. I preferred the darker and more anime, you know, uh, esque Final Fantasy VII. Tactics is still my all-time favorite Final Fantasy. But the more I play through eight again, I'm just reminded. I think this might be my favorite chill soundtrack of all time. Like Final Fantasy VIII soundtrack, the the whole thing, not just the one everyone plays, which is Liber Liberati, the one that plays when they yeah, yeah. everyone plays that. Everything else in this game is pretty chill. You could just leave it on a Fisherman's Horizon alone is just worth just leaving in while I do shit around the house. So um I really enjoy it. You know, I really I'm really liking that game. I'm getting ready to start once I'm I'm in the end game content with Dragon Quest Eleven. When I'm done with that, I've decided I'll see how much of the Shining Force 3 uh, extra stuff I can get through. 
um, the, the, the fan translation. So I haven't really dug through a lot of it yet. Um, as much as I love Shining Force 3, I'm not a fan of the engine. Like, it doesn't... Graphically, it's not as good as the first Grandia game for me. You know, like, I wish it looked more like that. Like, it tried to do, like, rendered sprites versus pixels and stuff. But the story's pretty so I'm looking forward to digging through that sometime this year. So, And then I downloaded, but I haven't played Vader Immortal 3. So I will get through that in the next week. And uh, that's on my quest. And that I'm looking forward to. So Very good. Uh, Graham, it's been a while. Oh, what have you been playing and watching, buddy? It's been a while. Oh, man. Yeah, it's been a long time. Um, so really, what I've been doing is uh, I played a bit of uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 2 on my Switch, um, which uh, you very kindly gave to me, uh, Chris, when I came to visit you in America. So thank you for that. That's right. Um, how, are you, how are you enjoying it? It's good but i don't know it's because i played xenoblade chronicle x on the wii u which kind of blew my mind in a way because i didn't realize the scale of the game like the world is massive the objects in the world are massive like you're running around there's like these massive monster type things like dinosaur type things around which just seem to get bigger and bigger and bigger and then you upgrade into these mech suits and suddenly the world seems a little bit smaller so you go exploring a bit more and suddenly actually the world is still massive and there's even bigger monsters around and stuff it's like oh my god um so that was in the chronicles x and this one you don't get the mech suits and stuff and the world is a little bit different kind of riding on the back of giant titan monsters so they're kind of these big monsters that you sort of walk around on they've got like towns and villages on them and stuff and on their backs is other monsters so still big stuff around but doesn't feel like quite a big grand scale game however there is more of a story to it because xenoblade chronicles x the story was really wasn't that good um it was fine but yeah it didn't really draw you in where this one does although i don't know there's a disconnect with the combat isn't that great it's kind of like a uh i guess uh it's almost like an mmo style combat system like you kind of when an enemy attacks you you kind of just stand there and your guy automatically you can sort of tell it, oh, do do this move at a certain point, and eventually you'll do that move. It's, it's kind of, I don't know. Uh, it's good, but it's not great. That's basically, that's my that's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> um, but I'm still playing it. It's like, yeah, the story's interesting so far. Yeah, I don't know. Has anyone else played Xenoblade Chronicles 2 or any of the other Xenoblade Chronicles games? I haven't touched them. No. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's what I was saying before, is like, this game isn't really for me, so... Graham, you please take yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I, I mean, it's pretty, I think it's pretty cool in some ways. I just, I kind of wish the combat was, I don't know, better. Even if it was like Final Fantasy style combat, I'd probably enjoy it more. And I don't even like Final Fantasy combat that much. Um, that's why I never really got into those games that much. But uh, I don't know, there's something about this just doesn't, you kind of don't really do anything. You kind of just stand there and occasionally might maybe tell your dude if sometimes pulls off, but and sometimes some some big enemies will walk up to you and you can't run you can't run away from combat which is really well you can hmm. it's the thing like enemies will sort of chase you and sort of engage you and if you don't put out your sword you've got the option to keep running and you can try and run away which kind of works with the lower class enemies because they you can sort of outrun them as soon as a big enemy targets you they will kill you basically and it's and the their moves like if they do like a swipe move with like say their their claw or something which should be a melee attack they have to physically hit you that's not how the game works the game they just do that move and you could be a mile away and you'd get hit basically 
it's it's kind of one of those games that yes i've made this move that means you're going to get hit sort of thing um so yeah if a big thing tries to chase you you can't really get away from it and that's really frustrating because there's been a few times that i've been stuck in an area with just giant monsters all around me and i can't seem to get out of it um but yeah it's 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 interesting enough i guess so i'm gonna when keep playing doubt. it see how it goes when in doubt whip it out your sword <laughs> yeah uh i tried that too many times and it still did not work um, that, the, just don't the do sword it in the game not not, not <laughs> nothing else it's in the game <laughs> um and other than that i've been well i've actually finished watching it and i this is something i it seems like every couple of years i watch this because i it's actually one of my favorite tv shows of all time there's probably going to be some judgment here. I'm not sure. Here we go. It's Avatar, Avatar The Last Airbender. Oh. I, I love that I show. What are you talking about? Oh, good. <laughs> I fell out of it. I would I would actually watch it like on, on TV, and then like that was during college, and you can't keep up with any show in college unless you have like a crew watching it with you. So, yeah, Fair enough. Um, it's it basically is on Netflix over here at the moment. I don't know if it's in America at all, but it sort of popped up on Netflix. I was like... <gasps> So I watched it from the start to the finish. Again, that's like my third or fourth viewing of this show um, from start to the end. And I I still love it. I actually forgot a lot about all the episodes and stuff. And it's one of those shows that I really enjoy it because it seems like they actually planned it all from the start. You know, they planned three seasons or whatever it was. Um, and the characters, the way the characters develop between the seasons and stuff is really cool. And if you watch like, if you go back from like the last episode to the first episode, you kind of actually can sort of see the characters have aged and sort of grown and changed slightly in their appearance, which you don't notice because it's very subtle throughout the show. But then when you sort of go back and go, oh my God, actually, like Ang looks really young in the first episode, whereas in the late one, he actually looks more like a teenager. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, it's one of those shows I really appreciate because it's a lot of subtle things they do in it. And I thought the story is great. I loved everything about it. So yeah um how about that yes, live action one. movie by m9 Shyamalan? oh yeah well i i controversially i don't hate that movie i don't think it's great but i don't hate it everyone else hates it i'm like yeah i watched, yeah, I watched a little I kid enjoyed. cry coming out the theater <laughs> so I, I that's a true story i watched it he's like oh, you ruined the movie and i'm like poor i mean like that is something else I'll say this though: Netflix and Disney, um, Netflix and Nickelodeon signed a giant development deal. Mm. Part of that includes a live-action sequel series mm. being directed and created by the guys who actually made Airbender. So they're going to be doing that. Uh, and I can't a hundred percent confirm this, but I've been hearing rumblings for over a year now that my dream of a turtles in a suit, either movie or series, might be part of that deal as well on Netflix. Mm. So. Mm. It's always been my awesome. dream for that to happen. Uh, if you haven't seen Enter the Florpus, the Invader Zim sequel, I've watched it eight times now. Um, it's amazing. So, And also with Nickelodeon, it's not really tied to this, but it is funny. So Nickelodeon back in the late 90s were developing a Bone movie oh. uh, that didn't get made, and then it went to Warner Brothers and nothing happened, the series Bone. But Netflix uh, coincidentally also announced uh, last week or so, that they're going to be developing a, a 2D animated Bone series with the animation being done. They haven't announced who's doing that yet, but I think it's the animators from Klaus, Klaus that just came out. I hope so. They're, they're apparently the lead animation studio for Netflix, and Netflix is doubling down on animation. 
And if those guys, uh, that whole crew, I don't mean just guys, guys and girls, but if that whole crew is the one who does the Bone series, it might be my favorite. It might replace Full Metal Alchemist as my favorite thing of all time. Like the Bone series as a whole is amazing. And as a 2D animated series is something else. So a lot of good reasons to keep your Netflix, folks, for an animation and, and genre filmmaking coming up too, especially with the Netflix so- the sketch i have a very serious and important question to ask you what is bone oh so bone was an independent uh comic book started around 91 92 by a guy named jeff smith who was an animator he owned an anime he co-owned an animation studio they did work i think on fern gully definitely on like pay base kids and stuff like that um but it's set in it's like a cross between pogo the comic strip pogo uh donald uh, uh scrooge mcduck and Lord of the Rings. And it takes place in a valley with these three brothers. They're little bones. And they get kicked out of Boneville. And they end up in this <laughs> Lord of the Rings-like valley with the Lord of Locusts. There's these giant creatures called the Rat Creatures. There's a giant cow race. Uh, you're missing out one of the greatest comics oh, I... ever. Of all yeah. time. Yeah. I'm going to Google it. Yeah, I'm Googling it right now. I reckon I, I know what he looks like. Just a dude with a big nose. But... Um... Avatar is not on Netflix in America right now. Update. Oh, man. Doesn't look like it's really on anything right now. Uh, well, oh, it's on YouTube and Amazon that. Prime and like that. But at this point, just go out and buy the whole series. You'll probably get it cheaper. Yeah, I, I'm tempted to buy it just because I love it that much. That's nice. what I did. I also did that for Legend of Korra, too. Ooh, I've only seen the first season of Korra. I didn't... It's funny as I didn't get into it as much as the as, as Ang, but... Uh, yeah, I, maybe, I'll, maybe I'll try and get into that. I just love like the whole universe, so like anything I could see to kind of expand upon it and keep you know mm. its focus on it, I was all for. So yeah, I, I love the universe. I love I love the, what they've created in that world. So mm-hmm. yeah, I I'd happily support it. Uh, on a quick side note, if you're a fan of '90s comics, um, the Sandman series from Vertigo is getting a series at Netflix as well, with mm-hmm. Neil Gaiman's in charge of that. So that's happening. Cool. All right, Chris. Uh, oh, thank you for uh, for talking so long, Graham, because I'm like been dying <laughs> over here. Like, been, uh, man, this Blowing cold is nose. kicking my my ass right you now. You actually sound better than when we started. Somehow, maybe. Oh uh, well, me. I've been also blowing my nose. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. clean it out. Woo. Um, oh man, so we went and saw Doctor Sleep last night. Has anyone seen that? No. How was that? It's a big movie time, no so we had to pick wisely, and for some reason, we went to Frozen <clears> too. Yeah, well, I, I understand why he did. Yeah, God, he did the right thing. Uh, but let it go. I'm let trying. It go. Doctor Sleep is a sequel to The Shining. Uh, why they didn't Ooh. call it Shining Two, like Doctor Sleep, I don't know. But I think uh, most people I talk to don't know that. They don't realize that Doctor Sleep is tied in any way to The Shining. Uh, but it's set like uh, I think maybe about thirty to forty years after the events of The Shining. And it stars, uh, uh, or it focuses on Danny, um, who's grown up. What's that? Obi Wan Kenobi. Yeah, what's everyone's real confused? What's his uh, What's his real name? Yeah, Ewan McGregor. Uh, Oh, he plays Danny, uh, who's now he's basically just been an an alcoholic, uh, kind of a drifter, down on his luck type of thing. Uh, Mainly because he's trying to still deal with the after effects of, you know, the events that happened at the Overlook. And he's 
try i think he uses alcohol to try to block out a lot of uh his uh like abilities and everything and he finally uh goes and somehow like moves to this small town in new hampshire and uh also at this time you see that there's these uh creatures these these basically these vampires that seek out and hunt down people with the shining and they basically steal their like their powers or life essence and they they have to torture them the more pain and fear they can uh they can put on these people uh they get more of this like uh extract or whatever from them and there's about a dozen or so and the the, the really messed up thing about it is that a lot of the, uh, the their victims are small kids because they they say is like as people get older, um, they lose a lot of their shine, and so a lot of the the strongest people with the shine are, are small children, and so there's some really kind of disturbing uh, parts in the movie. One really really disturbing one that I was like, man, this is pretty messed up. Um, but overall, the movie, man, I I was really impressed with how well they were able to replicate kind of the style and tone of the original, uh, it's down to the music, down to kind of the pacing. It was just done in such a great way. They did a lot of callbacks, uh, and they actually intertwined, uh, because a lot of people know that, uh, Stephen King wasn't happy with, uh, Kubrick's, uh, version of, uh, the movie, the original shining, but they were able to, uh, intertwine some of the elements of the, the original book into this movie so I think Stephen King probably likes it a lot more, uh, but it was just done in, in such a great way. Uh, I don't want to give too much away, but excellent film. If you guys uh, have not so, seen it yet, so I definitely suggest it. Is there actually a book for this as well? Did Stephen King write a Dr. Yes. Sleep book? Yeah. Or? Mm-hmm. That oh, came okay. out back in 2013, 2014. I thought this was oh, like okay. an amalgamation, it's like it's a oh, sequel so... to the movie more than the book or something. I don't remember what I heard. It's a blend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. it's, 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 so little... it's actually quite a recent book as well. Then it's just not mm-hmm. like sh- it wasn't written straight after The Shining. Then it was no, no, no. This was written, yeah, yeah like uh, Sketch said. It's it's within the last you know ten years. Uh, oh, and okay. the the I guess the semi main character is this this young teenage girl who has these uh, really strong abilities, uh, and they're coming after her. So basically, uh, uh, Danny. Uh, they get kind of tied in together and he's trying to protect her and everything. But um, the movie does some just really cool uh, astral projection in it. In in some ways I've never really seen done in a movie before and just some unique things that uh, I was really blown away at uh, some of the special effects. The CGI is really, really well done. And it's, it's one of those movies where I just kind of want to see it again. Uh, we, we ended up going to see it <clears throat> about 10 o'clock at night <clears throat> last night and i don't think we got out until one o'clock in the morning and i was mm-hmm. telling jamie i was like there's no way we're gonna be able to stay up this late uh we're gonna fall asleep like halfway through it this is insane uh but we were both like way into it the entire time it it kept us captivated like throughout there wasn't really a lot of um like dull moments in it it just oh. it had a good pace and good beat throughout the whole movie like monster oh, squad good. Absolutely like Monster Squad. <laughs> Although there really wasn't a good montage scene. If I if, oh. if they had a a really good montage scene where like they're getting ready to take on the vampires, that would have kind of 
pushed it to the next level. They they were missing that. We got off at the vampire <laughs> shining to shine harder. And the soundtrack. Ewan McGregor isn't a virgin? No, we're toast. <laughs> the soundtrack is very similar uh, in, in style to, to the original. So if you're a fan of that original Shining soundtrack, which everyone is because you have to be, um, it's good. They also, um, they have some of the, uh, so they have new actors who are playing parts from the original movie. So like uh, Jack Nicholson's character, Shelley Duvall, uh, they have new characters or new actors for that. And I think they did a pretty good job, especially, I don't know who the actress is who played Shelley Duvall's character, but she the, she nailed her voice in it. Uh, it just kind of, Shelley Duvall has a very kind of interesting uh, sound and kind of cadence to her voice. And she nailed that. It was really good. Uh, it's, man, it, it, you guys got to go check it out. Really, really good movie. I plan um, on it. Also, one last thing before we move on. Uh, have you guys watched Cobra Kai? Yeah. Because I've Ooh, been obsessed. Uh, with just the first show. season. Uh, I've um, only seen the first season and the first episode of the second season. So I was far. very surprised by how good it was or is. Oh, it yeah. should not be this good. Yeah. <laughs> There's no reason why it should be this good. Um, I, man, I, I watched the first few episodes a while back. Uh, and then I downloaded a bunch of them for my trip to, to Europe. And I just. I just plowed through all of them. It, it hooked me. Uh, so if, 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 if you're listening, you don't know. So obviously you should be familiar with Karate Kid. But this takes place, again, like 30 years or so in, in the future, uh, present day. And it stars uh, Johnny Lawrence, who is the, the bad guy, the Cobra Kai uh, uh, bully, who is uh, beating up Daniel LaRusso in the original Karate Kid. And he's kind of down on his luck. He's kind of still lives in the past. Uh, Daniel LaRusso now owns this big chain of car dealerships and Johnny is kind of a handyman, loses his job. Um, and he comes into a little bit of money and just decides, Hey, what, you know, I'm going to reopen Cobra Kai and give it one last shot. He gets one student who ends up having a lot of promise and he starts teaching that Cobra Kai mentality, strike for strike hard, uh, no mercy. And, it does such a good job of interweaving like some flashbacks from the original Karate Kid movies because they have uh, the, the rights to that, which is great. Um, and they bring back characters from prior movies uh, in a really smart way. Uh, the season finale of, or the, I'm sorry, yeah, the finale of season two is insane. Um, I, I'm not going to say any spoilers, but I just found out that they've already finished filming uh, for season three. So oh, hopefully... Good. Here in the next few months, we'll start seeing some of that pop in. Can, can I ask, in America, is it only available on YouTube, like premium? Yeah. The yeah, first okay. season's available for free. Oh, now. is it? Oh, really? they, they made it, it just free, recently yeah. happen? Uh, it's, it's a while ago. It's been with, probably within okay. the last six No, it was months. to the pre-up the pre up to season two. Season two's now available on there for free. I just <laughs> pay for YouTube Red, folks. I, I watch so much YouTube, I'm not watching ads. So. I'm right there with you, man. I do yeah. the same. Um, I want to, I won't spoil anything, but like the way they intertwined characters with each other, like came close to like breaking bad level of stuff. Mm -hmm. Just, it was, yeah. and, and that might just be, I'm not saying it's as great as breaking bad in terms of writing or anything like that, but just a lot of things was like, Oh no, they're going to, Oh, Oh, now they're here. Oh man. Like it was really good. The first yeah. thing. The, the one thing yeah. that I can say that it just, it kind of makes me frustrated with is I feel that, um, 
everything between Johnny and Daniel is just a series of misunderstandings. Like, I feel like yeah. if they just sat down and like <laughs> worked it out, they would be good friends. But it's just but they like, did in one episode at the Mexican bar. And yeah, yeah, that's pretty good. Here, here's my one caveat. It's like, I like the show, but mm-hmm. I wish it it said, hey, this is the 1980s future, not our future. Because the whole show sort of runs off the premise that no one's ever heard of MMA before. You know, and True, like how any yeah. of these kids, you know what I mean? Like, I almost feel like I wish Johnny Lawrence had given up the karate part and been like a MMA guy or something like a failed one at that. Not even good. But you know what I mean? Because like one, come on, man, you know what I mean? Like one hip toss and he's, you know, like it's just you got to take the karate part. It's like it was always the worst part of the karate kid was the karate. And in this one, it's like, all right. And so like they, they try to throw it in here and there. The other thing would be. For a show that shoots in LA, I wish it felt more open. Like it's pretty closed off for shooting down there, you know. So that might be yeah. just the limit of their budget. I don't know, but mm-hmm. um, but it's way better than it has a right to be, you know. And I'm <laughs> seeing as how like Will Smith's companies produce because Will Smith's company owns the production to Karate Kid. I saw that it, Will Smith's name was on there, but I didn't yeah. know if it was the big actual His Will production- Smith. Yeah, it's it's actual Will Smith. That's why his his son was in the Karate Kid because they bought the rights to it. Uh, okay, so oh, I mean wondering... that Karate Kid movie where there was no karate in it, only kung fu. Mm-hmm. Hey, look, you know, <laughs> that's a great. Do we have to go back to 2010. Do we have to do this? <laughs> no, we, you know? don't. we don't. We my, don't. My my wonder though is I wonder if he'll ever get Jackie Chan or get his kid to cut. You know, like that's mm-hmm. that's open to that happen. I also oh, wonder will they be able to get back? Uh, was it? Uh, Elizabeth Shue? No, 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 no. The female Karate Kid. Oh, boy. <laughs> Karate Kid oh. 4. Uh, Oscar winner. <laughs> what is her name? I'll look it up. She, right? She was in uh, the original uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer movie. Oh, that guy. No, oh. no, that's not her. Yeah, what? She was. Yeah, she was. She, she was Hillary in... Swank? Yeah, Hillary Swank, Swank was in. Oh. She was one of her friends. Oh, I thought you were she... saying the original Buffy. No, 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 no. She was in the movie. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. So that would be a get too, for so. sure. Yeah. We just um, this has turned into the Karate Kid podcast. It should do because yeah. that, that show was great. <laughs> well, it was turning into the Doctor Sleep podcast until we became engaged. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> let's uh, wax off, wax on to the next topic. Hold on, hold on. I, I just I think there's a missed opportunity for someone to be playing that <laughs> Nintendo game though. Like, can oh, we all Jesus. just agree that the Karate Kid? Oh, God. <laughs> that ruined wish... my life as a kid. I hated the one level where you're running and there's the wind when it's like the the, the 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 storm is coming and you're trying to run against it and it's pushing you back and there's all these like platforms and, and pits and dudes are punching you. That game. Yeah. <laughs> so let's wax on and wax off Scotty's mail sack. That's not no. That's not the transition that I wanted. Unzip uh, pants, Scotty. Yeah. Okay. Hold on. All right. Sack here on, sack off. we go. This is the mail sack. We got some stuff from Twitter. Got some stuff from Discord. First thing on Twitter, Mister Unmasked Blake says: Since Shenmue Three is the first Shenmue game where Rio can change clothes, how would you characterize his stink at the beginning of the game? Rancid jellyfish, a bag of moldy tangerines, regurgitated crocodile feces. Inquiring minds want to know. <laughs> so, Marcin, what did you have your controller stuck up your nose while you were playing this game? Tell us. <laughs> yeah, smell vision. I don't know. It's probably just 
bad bo or he's like you know batman or homer where he has the same shirt and jeans you know in his closet and it's just He's changing them just in between loading screens, but I don't know. Probably just terrible BO. Musty you know? old cave smell. Musty at least, old cave at least this game doesn't uh, show him actually sleeping in his clothes. Like, all it does, because he's, <laughs> he's sleeping at, in Shinwa's house as his own bedroom, and as you go to sleep, it just kind of fades out. Like, it doesn't show him getting in bed like it did in Shinmu 2, where he's sleeping and he just lays down on, like, a like a little couch thing and he's just sleeping in his jacket. It doesn't yow. Uh, it shows him sleeping, but he takes his jacket off. Oh, really? Like, see, I, I haven't gotten that far. I'm still in uh Bailu village. I yeah. thought like the camera faded out when he's still standing there. So I just assume he doesn't sleep. He just stands in the center of his room. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's daytime and he's just still standing there. Mm-hmm. And he's still, he's just going over conversations he had with people. And he's just telling how stupid he is to himself. <laughs> just reads his journal. Yes. Yeah, for nine hours. I got one word for it. Not toe. Not toe. Not toe. See, none of you, none of you know your Japanese cuisine. Uh, no. Oh no! Does he smell like food? Yeah, not toe. <laughs> um, I'm going to. Oh, it's a breakfast food. Apparently, uh, that looks gross. Soybeans and fermented bacillus subtilis something 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 onions. Take a big whiff of it whenever you can. Oy, it looks it looks uh stretchy and slimy. Um. Anyway, that leads into the next question from uh, Bad Body a Heel uh, at Body X. Where do babies come from? And I will say, not Rio. <laughs> he doesn't understand the opposite sex. He doesn't understand anyone. Doesn't need to be opposite sex. Well, it's it goes the same thing in this uh, in this game too, because you have people in the village, uh, and they're alluding to the fact that like Shinwa has a, a crush on him and he's just at just as oblivious as he's been in the prior two games i mean if, if you well, if see you, now you know it's on purpose though like it's not like you know i don't know if it's on purpose though i don't i don't know if it's like because it, he never really acknowledges it he f- still seems like he's oblivious it's not like he's like i get that she digs me but i'm hunting down londy because he killed my father and i have no time for big like he's not he he's it's more like what what are you talking about like i <laughs> and it's it's the same thing so i i don't think that he's necessarily doing it on purpose i think he's just an an idiot yeah i think suzuki just made it into a running joke at this point he was a boy so she was a girl <sighs> can i make it any more obvious um <laughs> The fair Josh Newey at Ectoculio asks, where do Baby Yodas come from? Um, George Lucas's... Uh, well, yeah, when, I, when I gave George birth to Lucas Star Wars... No. <laughs> There's a lot of green stuff left over, so we... <laughs> yada, Late yada, at yada. night when George Lucas is on his, uh, on his laptop, and he's alone in his room, and yeah. splurts out some Baby Yodas. Uh, oh, God. Mandalorian. Uh, only on Disney Plus. Mm. A little too much plus. Uh, so that takes us over to Discord. Um, Mr. RBH Brett asks uh, towards me, "What is Scotty's opinion of this image? And it's some poor girl that looks like she just got punched in the gut. Um, I assume that's from Ruby. I don't know. All I can say is another one bites the dust. I guess. 
Uh, there you go. Tornado Jones has a good bit for us. Number one, what Thanksgiving traditions do you guys have? This can include doing certain things with friend and relatives or eating or making certain foods. I don't really have any, except we got to go to both houses this year. I'm going to not eat the day before. I want to hear from Graham. Oh, boy. Because he's from 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 the U.K., do you guys have anything similar to Thanksgiving? Do you have your own Thanksgiving that you may celebrate on a on a different day of the year, Graham? We do not have Thanksgiving or anything like Thanksgiving. Um, the only the only other tradition we have around this time of year, which has already happened, is on November the fifth, which is bonfire night. Um, what? Yeah, that's where they like burn <laughs> effigies of George yes. Bush and Donald Trump. Does That's it have right. anything That's to do exactly with celebrating right. colonizers? Anything like that? No, nothing. <laughs> yeah, gonorrhea. But it, it's basically celebrate um, capturing a guy who is going to blow up Parliament and then burning that guy at the stake. Uh, what? Basically. Like, that's oh, yeah. Guy Fawkes, yeah. Yeah, it's Guy Fawkes, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, well, I, think, I know that movie. V, yeah, V for Vendetta. Yeah. Of course. So that's kind of basically what V for Vendetta is all kind of based on, I guess, like gotcha. in a weird... Kind of way. Well, the movie um, said he was a good guy. Yeah, I, I guess. Like, yeah, and maybe in real life, well, you know, Guy Fawkes to some people might have been a good guy. Um, although he was only like one small part of this gunpowder gun plot thing. Um, but he was the only guy who was caught and, you know, mm. basically done for treason. Um, but yeah, for some reason, we, like a few hundred years later, we're celebrated by burning, you know, effigies of Boris Johnson and Donald Trump and stuff. Uh, Jesus what can Christ. I say? We're we're, we're a little bit dark inside. I think that's the problem with England. <laughs> blood, blood sausage, folks. Just remember, yeah. blood sausage. I think it it's the shit. I love some, me some blood sausage. Uh, v for vendetta. But the only comparison, like, uh-huh. <laughs> I was going to say, the one big comparison I could give, I guess, to Thanksgiving is uh, fireworks. Because my understanding is that at Thanksgiving, you guys do fireworks. Nope. 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 Oh, okay. That's <laughs> Fourth of July. <laughs> Oh, okay, fair during enough. And New Year's. Especially off 4th of July. And then. New Year's. Yeah, or anything during the summer. <laughs> yes. Do you not see the fires raging? Half of them were caused by people playing with fireworks. Oh, yes. damn. Is that, yeah. is that true, actually? Like, yeah, that's uh, true. Like, oh, I, didn't, yeah. I knew there were fires raging, but I didn't realize it was people playing with fireworks. Well, not all of them, but it happens a lot. As a matter of fact, one, the, one of the biggest fires in the history of the state of California, which I had to, I had to dodge in my... I mean, I was like right in the middle of it. Was a guy messing with a lens flare? I mean, a lens flare, uh, a flare gun. He was taking photos. JJ <laughs> yeah. Abrams was out in the bush. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know him and his lens flares. When we said it was overused, we meant it. <laughs> yeah. Hello. So, v so I have a question. Is Graham's biography. Got it. If Brexit yes. happens, will that become a holiday? Like, will you guys celebrate oh. the day that? Um, I, okay, I actually, I've got a friend. I've got a friend who actually works in the government. He's not like a politician or anything, but he kind of works in the government. And he was saying that apparently Boris Johnson and his his cabinet were trying to push through that on the day of Brexit, um, all bars and pubs can be open for twenty four hours a day, oh. and it's going to be a big celebration. Great, and all the basically pubs nowadays can actually apply for that license anyway. They can be open twenty four hours if they want to. And all the lawyers basically said don't do this. It's not a good idea. And they kept trying to push it through. And eventually they always went, you're not going to do it. We're not going to allow this to happen because not everyone sees it as a good thing. 
you're going to look like complete idiots. And yeah, pubs can request it if they really want to, but yeah, don't push this through as a thing. Um, so yeah, I know the current government wants that to be a celebration, but please stay inside yeah. that day, Graham. Yeah, <laughs> Graham, I did talk to some uh, some people when I was in France, and uh, it is funny because we ended up getting on the topic of Brexit like of, several of times, <laughs> and they think you guys are idiots. Yeah, we we I I think we're idiots as well. Like, I think most of the country thinks we're idiots, and yet it's happening. Uh, uh, but in, it's in all fairness, we're idiots too for electing a certain someone. So yeah, we're but, all but you, we're all but after like eight years, he's going to be gone. So uh, you know, for us, this is like the future. Did you ever watch <laughs> um, a TV like, show and you're like, "There's no f-ing way that would ever happen." Welcome to reality. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like it all will happen eventually if people just yeah. don't pay attention. You know? But we're about to have another election, so we may get a new government. And some of the parties are saying we're going to stop Brexit. Some of the parties are sort of saying we might do another referendum to have another vote on it. So you know, it could actually get cancelled. Still, uh, fingers crossed. Can you guys so. just do like a like a soft reboot, like after oh. he's gone, and just be like, oh. just joking, dudes? We're just gonna we're gonna we're coming back. I would and that's going to be like, everyone will be super excited. Be like, hey, we're back. And everyone's like, <laughs> Can't you have people vote on it again? <laughs> they might They might do another vote. I kind of hope it's going to be like Dallas. We're all going to wake up and, you know, we're going to be in the shower and something <laughs> the last, you know, 10 years hasn't happened. It's going great. It's like that crazy <laughs> uncle at every, like, family event that gets drunk and wasted and, and passes out. And then, like, three hours later, he just shows back up again. Ready to party <laughs> all over. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Oh man! Yeah. Oh, um, so we're answering the mailbag. Uh, <laughs> I, okay, for me, I like to uh, fry a turkey now. every every Thanksgiving. Um, fry a and turkey? so I've been doing that probably for the past five years. I've got a turkey fryer, uh, and if you have not had a fried oh. turkey, you're missing out. It is the most, the best way to cook a turkey, in my opinion. Because I've I've you know we've roasted and baked them. I even smoked one last year. It was turned out pretty good, but I think. Frying a turkey is still my favorite way, I, way to do it. I've only seen videos on YouTube of people frying turkeys, and it always goes wrong. So <laughs> This <laughs> one is very safe. You can actually do it in your home, but I don't do that because it makes everything smell like um, the inside of like a McDonald's. I always do it outside. Um, I'll yeah. tell you what, Graham. Next time you come and visit, I'm going to fry so a turkey. I like my women. Uh, I'm vegetarian, uh, so that's going to be Oh, Graham. <laughs> Yeah, I'll never get to experience it either. It's fine. Fry a turkey. I'll well, I'm not going to fry a turkey just for us in the middle of the summer. <laughs> well, then what's the point? Uh, okay, I'll stop being a vegetarian for one day. Oh, for one day, you can do it. Yeah. Okay, fine. <laughs> All right. What are you, any, anyone else? Anyone? Any other? Not really, unless you can't, like, day after, set up the tree usually. Or do, yeah. you have a, do you have a certain dish that's, like, your speciality? Bro, do you have any idea what I do for Thanksgiving? I want to know. Is it a feast? Right. I have a spreadsheet. Oh, so shit. I start cooking and doing my Maison Plus about 3 a.m. The night before, I prep my stuffing, uh, sausage, apple, onion. Uh, I get all that celery, all that shit together. Uh, the next day, I mean, I do, I do a turkey breast in the – I have a crock pot. I do a soy honey glaze on it. So that gets in there first. Uh, yams, everything from scratch, stuffing, everything from scratch. Uh, what else? I got uh, the uh, mashed potatoes, all that stuff from scratch. I make the gravy from the soy honey glaze, you know, roast that up in there. We're eating by 4 p.m. with a five to six course meal, give or take. 
decide. So, yeah, I mean, I'll take photos. Every year I take photos, but I'm up on my feet from about 3 or 4 a.m. straight through till 4 p.m. And that's that's Thanksgiving every year around here. You got to up your Thanksgiving game, Scotty. I don't do anything in the kitchen. I was banned <laughs> from the kitchen my sophomore year of college because I messed up spaghetti. So, Oh, dear. <laughs> yep. It's impossible to mess up this turkey breast, though. If you just make that, it's... I mean, honestly, if you like, if if you even remotely think you might like turkey, if you just made this and had mashed potatoes, you'd be like, this is amazing. So it's never dry. It's always juicy. The soy honey glaze is awesome, and it makes the perfect gravy. So, um, And it'll feed you for a f***ing week. Makes, I mean, there's enough. A turkey breast is enough for six people. I mean, with, I mean, fully fold, fold up. So, you know, um, you don't need to make the giant turkey. But... Yeah, uh, the only other thing uh, is sometimes I, the dessert I fluctuate between yams or I do a uh, I do a pumpkin cheesecake, low carb cheesecake. It's not for the low carbs; it's just because it's fluffier, it has the same texture and consistency. It's just it's not heavy, so it's super light and tasty. So this year it's yams. Last year it was pumpkin cheesecake. So. That sounds amazing. That's Thursday. Thursday Sketchcraft. Y'all welcome over. <laughs> I know. Yeah, and we're gonna be watching the toys that made us on Netflix. So I'm saving it. Ooh, I did see season the first three. episode of season three. Uh, we kind of talked about it in the Facebook thingy. I'm kind of upset because we typically uh, will watch on on Thanksgiving night if we have it here at our house. Uh, we'll watch the Krampus, uh, which has kind of become <laughs> one of our uh, traditions, either on on Thanksgiving or on Black Friday. Uh, it's it's kind of a fun movie. We it's a it's a fun family movie, kind of like Gremlins. But we're going up to New Hampshire this year, so uh, I, I don't think they would find it as as entertaining as we do. Um, <laughs> Is that but, Jamie's uh, side? That's Jamie's side. Yeah. Gotcha. So we decided we're gonna we're gonna travel we'll, Thanksgiving from now, and we we'll, we usually go to families. Um, um, but then for Christmas we're going to stay home because we tr- we tried doing the traveling thing for Christmas a couple years ago and it just was insane. So we decided no more of that. So yeah, uh, Marson, you're you um, and your family are from from Turkey. So I'm interested in learning more about like the Turkish traditions. Uh, Turkey, what? You mean <laughs> Poland? Speaking of, <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's like, well, I mean, Poland is like the new it's Turkey, a... right? Not even close, <laughs> right? I mean, they're somewhat Jesus, close, like ex you know, Soviet Union. You know, like it's basically <laughs> the same. that Not 1939 either. invasion of Turkey was a killer. Don't you yeah, think? I am all right. Am all right. Like, no, Ottoman Empire. I thought Poland. you were like leaning into a turducken joke, but I have no idea. Yeah, I'm like, I don't know where the. F- that came from. Yeah, um, Goebbels used to be called Gobbles before he. Came back to <laughs> <laughs> dumb joke. No, my parents don't do anything like crazy. My dad like burns the turkey and we have <laughs> it's a tradition. Yeah, like it's that, that's about it. Like the and it's a silent meal. <laughs> I mean, like there's a oh, conversation. Like, you know. We we feast in disappointment. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, nothing crazy. Um, and yeah, it, it, they they don't do any like weird or weird. They don't do any elaborate, you know, dishes. It's just turkey, mashed potatoes, cranberry, uh, sweet potatoes, I guess, and whatever you know dessert they might come up with that year. But uh, yeah, it's it's pretty pretty standard, pretty pretty uh, quiet event. I always prefer Christmas uh, season. 
but but then you know the day after we would go get a christmas tree so there's that but that seems you pretty see, standard you s- so you still do a real one a uh, real one yeah that's cool i don't really know anyone that does still do a real one at least for they uh, i can't do a fake one based on like my wife she's like we will divorce if you ever bring a fake tree in our house <laughs> oh, do you just go into your backyard chris and just cut something down and bring I, have, it in? I have a couple <laughs> a couple christmas trees growing in my backyard right now backup plans uh, but no we we go to like a, a place and cut it down out in the woods and that's so, a true story I, I dated this girl in college who was super i she's super woodsy and, and loves you know nature and at the time, I didn't take it so serious. I've come around on it. I'm like, you know, she was right about climate change and all that other stuff. But at the time, I was a little bit of a dick. So <laughs> I surprised her with going to a place where you cut down your Christmas tree, you know? And I, I thought, you know, she'll, she'll, we're going to get a live tree. And she was just mortified by it. What? And I was like, well, you know, so I'm cutting this down. And, and she was just not happy with me. And I looked at her and I just, I'm like, tree killer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I called her a tree because she just we broke up. It didn't last. But, but, <laughs> I left her in the woods. Thinking, like, that was it. Some jokes are better off in my head. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah sure. I was a total all that Christmas. <laughs> yeah, I've been known to say some stuff that just pops in my head without really kind of playing it through before I say it. Usually doesn't uh, turn out so well. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> yeah, I go, this is awesome. yep. Okay, well, uh, that was the first question. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Let's speed through these. Uh, number two, we'll probably speed yeah. through. Um, Scrubverse did a breakdown of the Game Awards nominees this week. What games would you like to see win or should have gotten a nomination for 2019? I was trying to look through some of these. I haven't played a dang one of them, so Ooh. I don't even know. I'm sure Untitled Goose Game will get something, and I hope it does. Because uh, outside of the memes, that's just a good game. Um, it'd be, it's, I feel it's like cool I haven't to... played any video games. <laughs> I don't either. The fact I, that I Dragon haven't... Quest S is not nominated for anything pisses me off to no end. Uh, yeah, it's weird it, to it see two on here. I'll say that. But It doesn't or does? Uh, no, I said it's weird to see Resident Evil 2 on here. It's actually on here for Game of the Year. That's just odd. Yeah, that's ridiculous. That, that's absolutely ridiculous. Because, I mean, if you look at Dragon Quest especially the one on the Switch with the orchestrated score, it's a game that shouldn't exist. There's nothing like it. You know, a giant 100-hour turn-based RPG. You know what I mean? It just, it, God, it, but Resident Evil 2, you know? It's not well, I mean, game. I feel like this is also just, like, in the same vein as, like, the Grammys. Like, you get the most popular games, but not necessarily, like, the yeah. best. Is Kojima so nominated for every category? Yeah, uh, Death Stranding's in a couple of these. But... Oh, man. Yeah. I got nothing. Look, I, I'm nice to the Game Awards. I, I think Jeff Keighley puts on a good show, yeah. uh, despite what people think. I just think that, you know, a little bit more diversity in the top, you know, like especially like and maybe it's just a, sometimes it's well, we couldn't get anyone to represent that game if it won kind of thing, you know. So sometimes it's like also like who can you get to show up kind of thing for game of the year. You kind of probably want them in the studio. But knowing that it's going to be Kojima for game of the year. You could throw around the love to a little, you know, there's a little too many triple a American games in that title. And, mm-hmm. and a remake, a remake. I mean, like, look, Resident Evil two is a cool remake, but it's still a remake, you know, like, yeah. I'm sorry. It's, Link's awakenings yeah. on here too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't, you know, I, I love that game, but 
come on, sixty dollars. Come on. Yeah, <laughs> no. Under art direction, Greece is on here. I do want to play that game. It's a side-scrolling indie game, but um, I don't know. Yeah, I like. Uh, hey, maybe we'll get a date for Bayonetta three this year. Who knows? Ooh, What'd you say before, Graham? I interrupted you. Sorry. Sorry. I was about to say the only game I think I've actually played on this list is Gears 5. So uh, <laughs> I want that to win. There we go. <laughs> That's the only one who knows it. Oh, and also, oh, uh, they've got Destiny 2 as the best ongoing game. Uh, so I played that a little bit. I don't want that to win because I don't think it's that good. But, uh, <laughs> I have been me. playing Death Stranding before I got Shenmue 3, and I, I was enjoying it. Super Smash Bros., I thought they came out two years ago, didn't it? Or <laughs> <laughs> no, Marson, we were at E3 last year. When, oh uh, my god, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Came out this Seems year. Like so long ago. No mention of Lego Her Forza though. You know what I mean? That expansion, that was pretty good. The should family get, games are all love. the family games are just the Switch library. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Whatever. It's rigged. It's rigged. No, I don't get know. Paid off. <laughs> I got oh, nothing. Hey, they got a VR AR category. I do. Oh, that's good. Good to know. Yeah, that's cool. Um, Chris, you got anything? You have, you said you haven't felt you've played anything. Yeah, no. I <laughs> I've, I've basically been playing only stuff that we is directly directly related to Megavisions and stuff that we're um, covering in the Megavisions. The only thing that I have I've really played, I guess, is um, more recently is God damn it! What's the new fall, Fallout in space game? Outer Why Worlds. Outer Worlds. Yes, I've been playing that. Uh, loving that game, but I shelved it because Shinmu 3. I mean, so you've I'll, essentially I'll absorbed it. Fortnite, so why don't you just vote for that? Through my children, <laughs> yes. I mean, it's it's all that plays in my house. Yeah. Um, um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. It'd be Oh, uh, score and music, Cadence of High Rule is on here, so that'd be cool if, like, just out of left field, that won something. Um, phew, man, I gotta stop game? looking at these. It makes me realize how little new games I play anymore. Uh, next question, um, kind of already answered, uh, regarding the Mandalorian, so we'll just hop past that guy, uh, number four, for me, why is Dan Reichert of Giant Bomb so lovable and punchable at the same time? Um, cause he used to be even more closed-minded than he is now, but now he watches anime and everything, Corey, so that's something, I guess, but, um, what a guy, yeah, he's just personal. I just... I just had to Google who Dan Riker was. If you don't know the giant bomb cast, gra- yeah, he's with them. What's that? Well, I, I've just got some very graphic images in my image. Oh, with, uh, no. oh, sorry. Uh... <laughs> I'm not sure if this is the right guy. But well, I'm there's... curious. He spelled his name wrong, though. Um... Oh, okay. That could be why, then. Cause this... Yeah, let me see here. Uh... <laughs> that Dan Riker is a porn star. <laughs> uh, there's yeah. supposed to be a T at the end of it. So if you just type in Dan Riker, I don't know what... It was it like Star Wars like uh, or Star Trek porn parody stuff? Um, yeah, what the hell came up for you? It wasn't really a parody, but it was definitely, yeah. All right. I, I saw a lot more gentlemen. So, saw a lot more you know. what? <laughs> I don't get any of that. saw a lot of, of turkey is what he's trying to say. What are you, yeah. what, what's with you, what, have, what are your cookies holding in them right now, Graham? Because I'm not getting any crazy crap. Then again, yes, maybe, yes. It's your, maybe it's your UK <laughs> Google again. Is your Could safe be. search off? Well, he doesn't use Google. My he safe uses search Ask is off. Jeeves. Oh, he probably uses yeah. Bing. Uh, Jeeves hey, I use Jeeves. <laughs> Come on now. Come on. Uh, number five, wow. waffles or pancakes? Every, we'll go around real quick. We'll just get uh, Chris, waffles or pancakes? Pancakes. Graham, waffles or pancakes? Waffles! Marson, waffles or pancakes? 
Waffles. Sketch. Waffles or pancakes? Pancakes, but butter on the side. Got to dip it in the butter so it's not soggy. <laughs> and I say waffles. So next up is tater tots or fries. Chris, tater tots or fries? Fries. Graham, tots or fries? Uh, tots. Marson, tots or fries? Here's the thing. They, they don't call <laughs> them. It's, it's fries over there is, is different. Oh, chips. Graham, tots uh, or chips? Uh, uh, chips. Ah. <laughs> uh, sketch, tots or fries? Bottom? I don't... Yes. Bottom? Oh. I will also tots uh, or fries. Uh, tots. Yep, I go tots. Uh, we'll go backwards now. Chocolate or peanut butter? Sketch, chocolate or peanut butter? Reese's Pieces. Scotty, chocolate or peanut butter? Chocolates. Marson, chocolate or peanut butter? Reese's chocolate peanut butter cups. Okay. Graham, chocolate or peanut butter? (laughs) Chocolate. Yeah. Chris, chocolate or peanut butter? Chocolate. All right. So the Reese's have it. (laughs) Um, Are we not doing top fighting game? I want to get through these these things. Let me guess. Eternal champions. (laughs) All right. Sonic Sonic the Fighters wins all of them. Uh, and Sonic R is the best top three racing games in Saranex. Thank you. Oh, yeah. And I'm going to go ahead and I guess I'll zip up my sack. Oh. All right. That was the longest mail sack we've ever had. That's the, maybe the biggest, the fullest mail sack I think we've had to date. I feel so relieved now. thank you, now. everyone. Yes. <laughs> you say that to all the Scotties. Mm. <laughs> Never get tired of hearing it. Let's get into some news, and to kick off this week's segment, I want to focus on Shinmu 3, because we've only been waiting on this for, what, like 18 years or so now, Marcel? At this this point, yeah, it's been 18 years. So, man, uh, you guys, we we all kick-started it. Uh, How much, what, what pledge level did you throw down in that? Me? Yeah. Uh, three hundred something. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, disappointing Thanksgiving for you, huh? Oh, that's not as bad as, as one of uh, uh one of Marson's friends who who spent ten thousand dollars. What the? Fuck? Are you being serious? Yes. I knew that was a tip. I didn't realize anyone actually. Okay. Wait, for who were the Shenmue? Explain that, Marson. Uh, I think uh, the ten thousand one. Or, I, don't know, I don't know if it was ten or two. It must oh, have been ten. It was ten. I think, I think the ten you got to go meet you Suzuki didn't you? And well, yeah. To... So you get you you got like the, the 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 whole trip. I mean, you get you get all the previous you know prizes and all that stuff. You get you know to be a model in the game, and you have your own uh, shopper stand in there. there. There's just like a whole bunch of things that that were in there. But yeah, there there was a tier that was that much. In there, um, I'm shedding a tear right now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I would never shell out that much money for. But man, I did the lame old sixty dollars. Hey. I guess I'm a poor man. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. Uh, so what? What do you? What do you think of the game so far? We're not going to do any spoilers. Um, let's not do that. But we will get into you know some of our personal thoughts about the game. Uh, what do you? What do you think so far of of, of Shinmu Three? I mean, I'm I'm really enjoying the game so far. Um, it, it it honestly is, you know, when you see like all the other reviews, basically kind of talk about how it's a 
like a, a it, it, it's like as if it was stuck in a time capsule and then it came out in 2019, but it has an updated look to it, you know, and there's some additions and whatnot. I, I understand exactly where they're coming from when they describe Shenmue 3 in that way. And mm. I, I frankly enjoy it, you know, for, for all, you know, its flaws and, and things that it has. I, you know, I, I don't know any other Shenmue besides that's how it was. And I'm honestly enjoying uh, my experience with it. I will say the one thing that I do think that is, uh, I don't understand why they couldn't work on it is the, the frame rate. Uh, and they they still have pop in issues. So like when you're playing at least on PlayStation four, um, if you're like running through the city, there, there are like these, um, you know, these frame pauses and you can see like, you know, characters popping in and out. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like Shenmue too. You know, very vintage. Mm-hmm. Um, that that that's probably my biggest critique of the of, of the game is, is the uh, is, is the frames per second, and it, it like does it does it, it does that you know pausing thing when you're like running you know for too long because there's probably oh, okay, too much yeah. you know stuff in there or whatever. Um, it's but, too powerful for the PS4. But apparently on yeah. PC it's perfectly fine if you know hmm. you you play it on full ultra settings and all that shit so so i don't know i might give the pc version a try and see how how that fares but yeah it's i mean it's it's exactly like shenmue you know like it it, i enjoy it you know for what it is and but i completely understand why people wouldn't enjoy it who who just got into the game you know yeah this is definitely not a game that um they've updated and brought you know into kind of like the current generation of games this is very much if you suzuki had kind of made this game you know a few years after shinmu 2 a lot of the features and everything else would probably have been the same um you know like obviously some of the technical aspects of you know like the resolution frame rate and all that kind of stuff is 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 better because of um the new capability of the, the platforms that it's on but um, I, I feel like it's very much what Yu Suzuki's vision was for it, you know, back in the day. And he just made that game. It feels very much at home. And that's one of the things I like so much about the game. It's like, it feels like you're jumping right from Shinmu 2 and you're going right in Shinmu 3. And it's almost like it doesn't skip a beat. Right. Now, with Shinmu 4, I, I think like if Shinmu 4 does come out, uh, I do think that they should actually, you know, kind of uh, upgrade certain things, you know, um, with with Shenmue 3, I do understand, you know, with, you know, with their limited budget and whatnot, if it sells decently well and Sega actually decides to help them publish, you know, four, I think they should actually put their money behind it as well and, and help, you know, with with the production costs and, and whatnot. Um but with Shenmue 3, though, I will say, though, I do uh, kind of commend Suzuki for kind of... I mean, one other reviewer also said it in this way, is where they basically kind of ignored all of the, you know, the gaming trends that have happened in the mm-hmm. past 15 years, and he's kind mm-hmm. of just continued his own vision without, you know, going by, you know, all these, you know trends in gaming that have happened in the past 15 years. On one hand, that is very commendable, in my opinion, and that's kind of what I, I like about it too, is is that it's still his own vision and his way of how he wants the game to look like, and it's not piggybacking off any kind of trends that open worlds have, 
you know, uh, created in the past 15 years. It's still like what he wants it to look like. Mm -hmm. Um, but I do think that there should still be some, uh, some upgrades to it. Like, but like in my, but then, you know, stepping back in my mind, I'm like, what, what I want a, a new Shenmue game to look like, you know, like I did enjoy the first two and there's a reason for it. Like I do enjoy the dialogue and all that, all that stuff. <laughs> so the dialogue is every bit as bad. Um, oh yeah, nice. Two games, but in this, it feels intentional. Like it feels like they had this, you know, style, and they wanted to keep with that that tone. Because I'm sure they could have had Corey Marshall have more range and emotion. Uh, and I think he his... does show more like range as much as they would allow him to. Like I think he, it's not like robotic at all. Like it, it sound, you know, it sounds like how you want that style character to sound like. It doesn't sound like you know. He's like 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 robotic. The way the way that they piece conversations together is is awkward because it's like it is like in that two thousand two thousand one way of like conversation. Here's a line. Pause. This person says a line. You know, pause. Like there isn't like a smooth conversation like like how you normally see in in games nowadays. Well, and, the problem is is a lot of the conversations just end and they're they're not even coherent in, in a lot of ways. Like. He'll he'll start a conversation, and you know he's trying to ask about like where is you know the hermit's village or something like that, and, and they don't even talk about that. It's just this weird disjointed thing that um it's it doesn't flow most of the time. Like the conversations do not flow coherently or logically, um and I I think that is is certainly one of the faults that I would say um it just kind of takes you out of it. But it's very much a Shinmu thing, so it doesn't feel outside the realm of the game you know it kind of like lives in this weird world where people just don't know how to talk to each other right exactly <laughs> like everyone has asperger's in shinmu <laughs> like, <laughs> like i don't know what you said but i got some nice faces these faces are very very nice and you can have you them said, for ten dollars you, you said know, burger <laughs> One of the one of my one of my main criticisms of the game, and, I, and like I said, I am enjoying the game. This is the game that I expected um, it to be, Me too. and for that, I'm so thankful. I am happy with it. But I will say this: like I feel that every game, like Ryu as a character, is going through the same character arc every single time. Like it's like he's not really advancing and, and becoming like towards the end of Shinbu one and Shinbu two, you see him progressing in his, uh, in his martial arts and mm -hmm. growing as a character and learning from the mistakes that he's made up to that point. And you feel like, okay, like now he's setting on this new course and, you know, he's learning to uh, walk away from his anger and his hate and, and, and channel that into like a positive thing. But at the beginning of every game it seems like he's right back to square one again and he's learning the same lessons and it feels like we're doing the same damn thing in Shinbu 3 that we did in Shinbu 2 uh, he's seeking out different martial arts experts just to help him do the same shit that he's already done and I just feel like we're just kind of like spinning our wheels as a from from a character standpoint and a development standpoint Right. I mean, but you could say the same with like Mega Man, Metroid, or Tomb Raider. Like, they lose all their weapons and powers. Well, and they, those are not like very like, story. <laughs> but, but, like, right, like, exactly. This, this is an actual, like, you know, we this is a six part series. But, but even in Yakuza, it's all, it's a, it's a similar thing too. You know, like when you play Yakuza, he also 
you know, you have to learn moves and get stronger again in every game. Like, it's not like he's immediately a, a powerhouse at the beginning. And I'm not of the necessarily game. just talking about the moves. I understand that. Like, you can't have him, you know, I, I understand that. But I just mean as, like, just as a character himself. Like, I feel like he's not progressing like you would. Newcomers to the the genre, like to the franchise, even. Um, but maybe he thought, I don't want to. I, I basically almost want to give new game newcomers to actually like experience what kind of watch him you want to. We're kind of like pushing the story along still further. Well, there's like a, a, a an intro video you could watch. But they were, yeah, okay. But you wouldn't. I guess you wouldn't get the same experience. Like I, I don't know. That's just that's that's me just throwing crap out and sort of guessing i have no idea if that's i don't think that's something you would want to do is like retread everything in the game like you gotta like progress i think that this this game is very much like targeted at that hardcore shinmu fan base i don't think there's going to be a ton of people who have never played shinmu before are going to be jumping into this game I, i i just don't see that um but uh anyway that's like i said that's just one of my criticisms of it so far um, I'm only, you know, like I said, I'm 10 hours or so into the game, so I feel like I can kind of talk about it a little bit. Um, I'm still in Bailu Village, but I think I'm getting close to the end where I'm going to be moving on, um, and I'm really excited about that. I do think the environment looks amazing. It's it's such a beautiful setting, uh, and I like it because it's it's a lot different than what we've seen in the first two games where, you know, we were in Japan and in a small, you know, town in Dobuita, and then we go into Shinmu 2 and we're in this big, you know, city and there's all these industrial areas and stuff. And now we're in Bailu Village where it's this whole countryside. And so visually it looks just completely unique and different than really what we've seen. I mean, we saw it towards the end of Shinmu 2, but the way that they've recreated it and, and, and really expanded upon uh, the whole scenery is is amazing. And I, I really like that. Um, the um, I guess the... What do you think about the fighting system in this one, Marcin? I, I mean, I think it's easier than in the first two games. Uh, it's def- I think it's definitely more streamlined. Um, I don't mind the training aspect and you know, kind of leveling up your kung fu and your endurance and all that stuff. I think that's a that's a neat addition to the to the game. Mm-hmm. I feel like if you're creating a new game, you might as well add some things. The stamina stuff, I'm still debating whether i like i think i like the idea of him you know eating food and whatnot like after like a fight or whatever he loses all his stamina but i feel like it it happens too frequently you know if you keep running and then you fight you basically deplete most of it and then you have to go and eat something again and i think it happens i I think the the depletion happens too quickly in my opinion i think they could kind of slow it down a bit more one of the parts that I've I've really been frustrated with and when I go into because um, you don't necessarily know all the time if you're gonna like when a a battle is gonna take place, but if you're not watching your health and a battle triggers, you don't have an opportunity to heal yourself like in mid battle. You can't pause like you can in Yakuza where you pause it and you can like drink a you know mm-hmm. a power drink or whatever and heal yourself. Like once a battle or a fight begins like whatever health you have at at the beginning of the fight is all you have and so there was a couple times where that ended up happening i didn't realize i was going to like uh, a cutscene was going to trigger and then i was going to go into a fight and i had like four orbs of 
health and I got my ass kicked. I mean, that maintains kind of the realism that he wants. It's not like during a fight, you're like, all right, guy, hold on. Let me eat this pork bun in the corner. Now let me go kick your ass. You know, like, so I, but, I feel like but when you train the at the monk at the temple, it will make you do that. It will say you don't have enough yeah, health before you start the match. Yeah. But that you're, you're in a, you're in a training setting. You're not fighting a pack of gangsters, you know? So I think that's how he tries to differentiate it. And that's why he lets mm-hmm. you eat food during, you know, your martial arts training and versus an actual like street fight that isn't planned you know so at least that's that's how i saw it talk to me about why pale toss is the best game in this shin move it's not i actually hate pale toss uh so like uh they you know you know shin is known for its mini games and all that stuff and there are a bunch of new mini games that he uh brings back in in shin 3 and also created some new ones. So there's one called Pail Toss, where you basically throw a ball in <laughs> a pail, and you have to <laughs> aim it correctly. Um, We're going to have Pail Toss at our booth at Too Many Games. Next that'd be oh, hilarious. Dear. They also we have, have tur- Turtle Racing. Yeah, They have Turtle <laughs> Racing, too. So you got four oh, the Turtle Lanes. Fast. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, well, I'm, I'm not going to spoil everything if people are going to play, but there are like some mini games that you know make a comeback. And, but yeah, one of them is turtle racing. So you pick one of your turtles. They're different, four different colors. I'm pretty. Sh- um, so they pick these turtles, and then you you know you race it. So you basically just press the buttons uh, repeatedly, and then some of them slow down. It's it's like one of those baiting games that you had. Like uh, uh, what the fuck? There, there's a bunch of gambling, uh, yeah. you know, games that you had in Shenmue too. This is another one you can blow your money on and bet money on. Um, there were there was oh god what what else was it it's lucky hits back obviously Yay. there's also like some cool arcade games that they have that Yusuzuki created for you know for this version there's like a weird version of Whack a Mole QT title is back in there there's like this weird version of Virtua Fighter where it's like uh it's it's called the Chobu Chan it's like this vi- like fat looking chicken thing <laughs> they, they look like Virtua Fighter characters and you're fighting you know, each other in, in Virtua Fighter, in a Virtua Fighter arcade, you know, wow. game. He can't, apparently he can't use the Virtua Fighter like characters, but like he has Virtua Fighter like posters on the arcade, in the arcade mm-hmm. for some reason. Like that's okay, but I guess he can't use Virtua Fighter the game in mm-hmm. the yeah, game. So are, are there any, are there any of his old, you know, Sega games in it? Like Hang On or? No. No, I don't. They're, yeah, I don't they're all they're all original except QTE isn't like a Sega game. You know, like it's QTE title. It's part of Shenmue. Yeah. So like they, that, that's not the same thing as Hang On or you know Space Harrier. <clears throat> it could appear, but I I haven't seen it at all. It's all there like there's a uh, Sega Saturn. Interesting. If you there go, is a like, Saturn searching at at like a in one of the temples yep. for some reason <laughs> in a drawer. There's a Sega Saturn drawer. It's it's like one of those cute little Easter eggs. I'm sure you put in there for yeah. For, but uh, um, yeah, yeah. I, overall, I think this is the game. I think fans, people who back Shinmu, will be happy with this game. I, um, I agree with that. I think it'll it will be hard to try get new fans, especially like people who are kind of accustomed to a certain kind of game. If they jump in, you know, without like a previous experience to to how Shenmue games were and like what you grew up with, it's kind of difficult to you know find it you know appealing 
when you grew up with, you know, I don't know, Uncharted or Red Dead Redemption and those kinds of style of games, tr- jumping into something like this, I think would be hard for many newcomers. It's such a um, it's it's such a game that's like, and I'm not saying this in a bad way, but it's it is stuck in the past in some ways. Um, yeah, it's fine. It's intentional, but it's not going to be a game. Like I I don't I don't know any person who's not a hardcore Sega fan where I could say, go play Shinmu three and you'll, you'll love it. Like that. Like, I, I don't think it's a game that I can, I could honestly tell anyone that I know that they'll like it um, without having played the first two Shinmu games. I think right. they'll be like, what the f- is this? Like what, <laughs> why, what, what is this? It does. Cause it doesn't have any of the, um, the just quality of life things that people expect in these type of games. It does have a, a quasi fast travel system in it. Yeah. Uh, which is which is interesting. I do miss the being able just to follow people around, like it was oh. in Shinmu too, because that's that's when I could get up and go pee or you know go get a drink or something. <laughs> it's um, like oh, I'll just zoom in on you and you'll just take me to my <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah uh, but it does let you do a little bit of that. Um, I don't know. I what what do you think the chances are, Marson, of a Shinmu four at this point? Uh, I feel like there is a possibility for it, but I'm just going to be really interested in the actual sales numbers of this game. Like, I'll, I'll be curious, like, a month from now, let's say, or, you know, two, to see how many, you know, figure, you know, sales figures uh, or units it's it sold. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that'll be interesting. Um, I, like, like, you know, there, there were certain charts that people were posting that you know they were uh number one on in like the uk on amazon and all that stuff and i think that those are good you know uh indications that it might sell well i think it might sell better in europe uh, how are they doing in turkey i don't know man i i, I didn't <laughs> he's got his finger on the pulse over there yeah do you reckon the fact that it's an epic game store on pc it's an epic game store like exclusive right now is going to hurt the sales and stuff. I feel like it might hurt the sales. I think some goodwill was lost through that kind of deal because initially it didn't say Epic Game Store. I mean, it did, it did, all it did say when it initially said on Kickstarter was PC. So it never really specified that it was Steam. So if we're trying to give them some weasel wiggle room, then it technically did say PC. But I think most people would just assume you mean Steam. <laughs> but uh, because at that time, that's all there was, was, was you know, mm-hmm. Steam. Epic sure. Game Store didn't come out until, what, a year ago? Um, so, I mean, I'm sure Suzuki and Deep Silver got some cash from that, though. Like, they got, I'm sure <laughs> whatever, you know, sales they lost maybe made up for that you know, exclusivity partnership deal, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't think it necessarily helps. It'll, it, it will be on steam a year from now, but I mean, a year later, you know, well, mm. one of the problem, one of the problems is though, if you actually do look at the Kickstarter, the original Kickstarter, it doesn't say anything, but it's one of the pleasure for a physical copy of the PC game, which you don't get. Basically you can get a physical box, but there's actually no game in it. It's just a, code to download the epic store installer or something right right yeah i mean you just get a physical box and then you get a code in it so yeah so it's yeah so i think that's also pissed off on a lot of people um but i feel like I, most people don't have cd dr- drives anyway like in their laptops and you know P- 
PC. Uh, it, it looks got, a lot of people, I mean, anyway. Looking at the specs of the game, you do need a... Well, it's not. you don't need a great PC, I guess, to play it, but um, I guess people who actually have gaming PCs would have disk drives in them. Um, but I don't know. That's also uh, not a requirement if you need a gaming PC, you know? You just need a good graphics card, you know, lots of RAM. And a whole yeah, lot of hope. True, Memory, yeah. yeah. But I mean, you had the option to get if you if you were to but if you were to back the game, you could get the you, if you know you don't have a CD drive or DVD drive, you can get the digital version. But they they did have right. the option for physical copies, so I think right, yeah. right, which is which is strange because yeah. you just get a box. But yeah, so I th- I, I want to know when it's going to be available on Stadia. Mm. <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> oh yeah, I think it'd be yeah. interesting to port it over to the Switch. Honestly, just release all three on the Switch. And see how that fares. Yeah. Because uh, hey, if they maybe, you know, if they release the first two on Xbox, why not you know the Switch? Uh, I would like to see that. I think that would make sense. I do have to ask though, because I I backed the game and then I completely forgot to actually you know claim my pledge um, until like until it was released. I was like, oh shit, it's come out. I need to actually give my details. Uh, but <laughs> I originally wanted the PC version because I don't have a PS4. I'm now thinking I'm just going to buy a PS4 because I've actually sort of said to them I'm going to go for the PS4 version because I get a physical box, which are kind of what I want to I want something on my. Um, but do you reckon I should go ahead and download the PC version now anyway? Like, I'm, how I'm your, I mean, how, how's your PC handle games in general? Oh, I, it's a it's a gaming PC. It's actually pretty. Bad. Games I, fine. Yeah. Discord not so much. Mm. Yeah, Discord, <laughs> Discord was not working earlier, <laughs> but uh, that's all resolved now. Uh, yeah, I, no, no, I, I mean, I think I, I got it on the PS4 just because you know uh, I I thought it'd be good on the PS4, but I think they're saying performance is much better on the PC. There mm. isn't that much uh, cutting in and out of characters or the frame rate dropping, so you might want to go with the PC okay. version if you're looking for a better performance. Okay. And because isn't there controversy around the Epic Game Store as well, like dodgy stuff or something? Well, I, dodgy stuff. I mean, but like, I, I honestly don't mind which, you know, launcher plays my game. Like, I, I'm not, I, I, under, I understand people's frustration where, like, if you are playing your Steam games and you have your achievements and your profile and all that, it's all under one umbrella. And then if you want to play Shenmue 3, you have to create a new account for a different mm. launcher and it's its own beast so i i get that but like for me personally like that's not a big issue for me i just want to play the game i don't care that i have to put on open a new launcher that's that's not really an issue for me but but i, I could see other people's perspective okay. after this podcast i'm going to download the epic installer and buy the game again on pc so i can Do actually play it, it now yeah so exactly uh, yeah i'm also going to get the ps4 version from my kickstarter backing so yeah Otherwise, uh, it's one hundred and sixty dollars. I've just wasted, basically. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! Uh, it helped make okay. a man's dream come true. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say, you know, the only Easter egg they missed is the opportunity to sell Mighty Number no. Nine merch in game. You know, like, you know, like little <laughs> plushies and <laughs> yeah, 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 capsule toys. I will say the capsule toys to try to get uh, a full set is ridiculously hard. Like, I'm I'm really pissed. Like, I've I've spent well over like four hundred uh, dollars on that. Trying Did to get you do any of the set. side missions yet? Well, I mean, what what kind of side missions are you talking about? So when you when you go like around to like 
the the you know the village folk or whatever occasionally one of them uh instead of uh like a, a talking symbol or you know where the map symbol is it'll turn into like a yellow exclamation icon right That's, that prompts for a side mission yes you know what and i actually pressed the wrong button because I, I did do one where this little boy wanted a soccer ball yeah and he asked if i wanted a if for a reward i gave him the soccer ball and he asked if I wanted a capsule toy, a rare capsule toy, or a secret fishing spot. And I accidentally selected the the secret fishing spot. <laughs> no, like I could find toy. that myself. Like, I know. Like that. After I did, I was like, damn it. <laughs> like I could just go like go on like gamesages.com because that's still a thing. And just search there and they, it would tell me where to go. But I, I missed out on this rare capsule toy. Yeah, I got the capsule toy because I'm like location. I could probably run around and find it myself. Was it the shit was it Ryu on the uh um on on his uh forklift uh no it wasn't really on his forklift but i think it was like uh like a bulldozer yellow bulldozer uh, construction thing but it was one of the rare ones you can't get easily but yeah it, you need it to you know have a full set because you know how certain sets can get you move skills or more money that that's one of like the rare sets that you can you know, get okay. a better move set and whatever. Cool. So, um, okay. Uh, sketch, I think you, you have to head out. So I just want to, to, uh, bid you a, a fond adieu. Uh, maybe he's gone already. So uh, gone already. all right. Sketch go. is gone. The Shinmu three talk is over. We like the game cause we're Shinmu fans. And if you're not a Shinmu fan, you probably won't like the game. And that's our final verdict. <laughs> that's all. That's our final verdict. And you can suck it. <laughs> Uh, there's also a deal going on right now with it, I believe. Um, just keep an eye. If you're, if you're in America, Best Buy has the steel book, uh, that you can just get on its own for 20 bucks. That's what I did. Um, yeah. So if you want to get a physical version or something like that, I'll just support it more. I might buy it twice. Who the heck knows? Yeah. I think there's also DLC that they're planning for this too, which I think is interesting. Something yeah, somewhere. Yeah. The Dulux version, which says you get all the dlc or something like yeah i don't know if that includes like extra story content or it's just like you know and you clothes and shit. yeah yeah but i i said this in like another thread in uh shaman five ring k i'm like i'm treating like some of them are like oh no real only you know he should just wear his brown jacket and jeans i'm like it, i'm treating my real like a barbie doll like I just, <laughs> like switching out his shirts and jackets and all all that shit but like once you get to the city like it gets really expensive to get like a new pair of jeans and jacket and stuff well you're in the big city man you gotta you're getting yeah, designer gotta, clothes like, a ton of money man to to get you know something like a martial arts outfit it's like hundreds of thousands of tokens can you play big or small yeah. Not big or small. There's a game called Moonfish something something. What? It, 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 it's it's basically like here's four images with their you know color behind it. Pick one of them, and then the ball drops on one of them. Okay. So, yeah, it's in, in, in a bowl, right? It's, yeah, it's it, in a bowl. Yeah. All right. And there's well, also I'll, dice. I'll find some you way to run roll the dice. Table. You know, get the bigger, get the bigger number. You just mm-hmm. call it rolling on top. Oh, I did want to talk about one thing before we move on. Um, I wanted to talk about Shocking. how Lucky Hit is is really shitty now. Oh, it was good before? No, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. The physics of the ball 
was good before. I feel like the ball physics is are is way off now. Like it just seems super floaty. You remember how everyone was pissed off in Sonic Four Episode One, how Sonic was too floaty and the physics were off. Yeah, this oh, is yeah. what it feels like. I feel it feels like it just bounces and it just slow motion just bounces up. You weren't the first person to say that either. I I didn't really notice. Like I thought it was fine, but there were a couple of people that said that it was. They use the exact same word, floaty. It's too floaty. Ah, it, it's the Unreal Engine. It is. It probably is the Unreal Engine uh, sketch. Yeah, it's, so. it's, it's just it's non-stock. Um, it's out of the box physics. It it's does not. It's it doesn't feel right. You know, like it doesn't feel like it, it did in the original Shinmu games, where you felt like you could feel almost the weight of the the the, the metal ball as it's hitting and clinking around. Like this one, just it feels like it's just booping about and floating around and uh, there's no there's no like predictability on like where the ball is going to move when it hits a pin whereas in the first two games it kind of made a little more sense i know that's super like specific and, and nitpicky sounding but i feel like lucky hit is such a, a an important part of this game <laughs> yeah i, I don't feel it. like i had any uh problems with it i i won some and i've lost some so i there are no complaints from me on on that end okay Lucky well, hit the Sonic 4 of Shenmue minigames. <laughs> New article on Megavisions. Comes. Yep. It's the Leisure Suit Larry of Sonic games. Oh, no. <laughs> I already I already announced your departure sketch. I thought you were leaving, <laughs> but you're back again. Uh, or do we have you for, for the rest of the show? Yeah, I convinced my wife that this podcast is three hours long. So. <laughs> <laughs> At this point, it pretty much is. Um, uh, okay, so... Great news. Uh, this this next piece of news is going to be super yeah. exciting. And Graham, I'm going to let you talk about this because this is <laughs> this is probably some of the most exciting news you've had personally for quite some time. This news is so massive. I I, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I, oh my god! Whoa. Like my this is something. Already, but... <laughs> this is something I wanted to happen for so long. This this to me is almost like Shenmue Three has been announced again. Um, <laughs> So that's how massive it is for me. That so, would be amazing if they just did another uh, for the Game Awards, just launched Shenmue 3's Kickstarter again. Uh, but it's just for DLC. Yeah. <laughs> or so, it just yeah. doesn't have the Epic Store attached to it. Like <laughs> Sounds like wow. a PR well, nightmare. It doesn't have the Epic Store attached to it, but it is pretty damn epic. So oh if you don't know, Yakuza... It's finally coming to the Xbox for the first time. Oh my god! Yes. Ooh. Oh, because I I love the Yakuza games. I I've got them on the PS2. I've got them on the PS3. I don't own a PS4, so whatever. I've also got uh, was it Yakuza Kiwami? I think I downloaded it on on Steam as well. I love the I love the franchise, but there's one thing that's really annoyed me is they've never brought it to Xbox. And I know there's a big thing with Sega, you know, like. Yeah, the, the PlayStation has always been a bigger seller in Japan and stuff, and it is more of a, I guess, a Japanese-focused game for Japanese gamers. Uh, you could argue that. And so Xbox, no point in bringing it to that. But I don't know. I think always thought for Western releases, it made sense to bring it to Xbox as well because it's the kind of game that I think would work well on Xbox. Um, but yeah, anyway, finally, Sega has announced that Yakuza 0, Yakuza Kiwami, and Yakuza Kiwami 2 are now all headed to Xbox One and Game Pass uh, sometime early in 2020. Um, so yeah, that is basically the, the prequel 
Yakuza 1 and Yakuza 2, um, like the remastered versions of them. So that's really good news, I think. Um, I, I really hope it sells really well, and that, that means that Sega might release the other games like Yakuza 4 and 3 and Dead Souls or whatever. I, I hope they all come. I hope they all come. I mean, so good. Uh, so yeah, I think they uh, pretend that Dead Souls didn't happen. <laughs> because those, that, that hasn't Dead really Souls. been released on anything, has it? No, it hasn't uh, been released on anything else. Right, but just, that was the original history. release, but it hasn't oh. moved on to anything else like the oh, other ones. Uh, yeah, no, yeah, because because uh, if, yeah, if you don't know, Yakuza was did it come on? Wii? Am I going crazy? Did it come on Wii Year as well? Uh, the, the Yakuza Japan. one and two on Wii, just in uh, Japan, just in Japan. But yeah. then they they've done it on the Switch or something. Is that right? Oh, Am I going crazy? Uh, I'm not sure about that. I thought I thought a version came on the Switch. No Switch version, so. at least none that okay. I know. So it's just Wii U. Never mind. Um, yeah. So yeah, Sega thought it'd be good to support the Wii U while it was failing, basically with Yakuza, not the Xbox. I don't know why. But yeah. anyway. Um, so yeah, it's this is great. Uh, I don't know. What do you guys think? Are you guys too little, too late? Do you don't care? You think it's a that's a mistake? Or yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think any exposure is good exposure for Yakuza, so why not expand its fan base if there are people who are only on the Xbox? Like, I, I, clearly this is more to appeal to more Western fans because Xbox does abysmally in Japan. Mm-hmm. So that's not what they're, they're uh, looking for. But, uh, yeah, I think it, I think it's good because Xbox does really well in, in the West, so I think any reason to, you know, get that brand out more why not you know so. i think sega smart because they realize uh yakuza fans will buy every f-ing yakuza game <laughs> and so they just realize like we're going to release this is their strategy they're not going to do a multi-console release when a new game comes out or when they remaster a game they're going to say let's bring it first on ps4 all these idiots they're all going to buy it, that version which i'm one of them so you know hear me out (laughs) then we're going to release them all on xbox and then everyone's going to buy it again and then we're going to do it on the switch and they'll all rebuy them again (laughs) because they're so crazy and they will eventually just sell millions and millions of these by selling them to the same like thirty thousand people and uh (laughs) and they're just all buying them all over again (laughs) i think on the xbox it should be mandatory to play yakuza with the duke controller What's the controller? The big fat the original, one from original. The old school Xbox, Xbox one. The launch controller. Why is it called a Duke controller? I don't know. Because it's a big bad controller, baby. <laughs> I mean, I remember. I remember playing. I, I remember that was like the that was the first version of the Xbox that I played, and that that was like this controller is fucking terrible. Like I don't understand, <laughs> like how you touch the button. You know, like it was just uncomfortable completely. Like yeah. it was. It was spaced out quite far. As well. I remember everyone said like the Xbox S controller was there because like the japanese had really small hands <laughs> so they they couldn't hold the controller like the the, the duke controller like us americans because we were bigger yeah, but they used to hold footballs that, chris don't you wish that when that came out there was japanese youtube so we could watch all the frustrated japanese gamers <laughs> try to get their hands on that controller like <laughs> it was such a ridiculous uh notion but uh, the, the, the s controller was fantastic it was really good. And for it was. Some reason, it was. They didn't uh, one third party company re-release the Duke recently or something? Oh, really? Wow. Is it because sure. people are like masochists? Like I don't, I don't understand know. why you'd want it. Yeah, <laughs> so they, they sell them in GameStop. 
Yuppers. Uh, I've got fond memories of using that on Halo. Of course you would. (laughs) (laughs) I always think Graham has good taste in games until he's like, Destiny 2, Gears of War 5, the Duke controller. I'm like, all right, man. Graham has the strangest taste in games. (laughs) Just just to be clear, I don't enjoy Destiny. I think that's a very average game at best. But uh, yeah. The Gears 5? Yeah. Did Gears 5 come out already? Gears, yeah, it's Gears 5 Yeah, actually, I think Gears 5 is a pretty damn good game, actually. Uh, it is. Bomb anyway. Bad Racing, all right. <laughs> Sonic Shuffle. <laughs> that was bad. <laughs> last, bit of, last bit of news before we wrap things up. Uh, we, Just, we, we can't do an episode of the Megavision show oh. without talking about the Sonic movie. So Yeah, we can. We No, we, we can't. We can't. We shouldn't, at least. Uh, so... Last episode, we talked about the redesign, which I think everyone can say, I, th- I think, you know, it's widely considered, it, it's way, well, way, way better. We, Marson and I talked about the redesign, but then, <clears throat> excuse me, then the actual redesign trailer dropped literally the day before the podcast released. <laughs> yeah. So we were still going off rumors, but yeah, it looks better. It definitely looks a lot better. Um, But there was some rumors that came out this past week or so that said that it it cost the studio 35 million dollars to go back and actually like redesign that which is insane but a new um uh, a new article came out uh after that to clarify that it was only actually like 5 million dollars that the studio spent paramount spent on on going back and and, and fixing that uh hmm. so I guess uh, someone who's a an actual like film director was was on uh, a, a Reddit post and said that it's basically going to equate uh, to like the studio needing to bring in about ten million to actually cover the cost of this because when the movies get released at the theater, the the theater take a fifty percent cut of that. So. It's basically going to equate that uh, they'll have to sell an extra eleven thousand tickets to cover the cost of that. So eleven thousand more people are going to have to go see this movie for them to cover the cost of of that. So do you guys think like this is going to be a an investment that pays off for Paramount, or or should they have just said like let's just cut our losses? This movie is going to be no matter what, uh, and let's just throw this out there to die or do you think it was a good idea say like it was a good investment five million dollars and maybe we get some the goodwill back and and some longtime sega or sonic fans who were turned away from it will come see it now and it will greatly or at least better our chances of turning a profit on this mofo uh, i i think it's a good i think it's a good investment person i think so many people were just like, what the hell is this? When the first trailer launched, and I kind of was with them. Um, and looking at the new trailer and the new redesign, I feel like it is more like, I know and it still looks a bit weird, but it's more like Sonic, if, if Sonic was like realistic looking. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I think, I think yes, I think this is, for, if it was 35 million, I'd be like, what the hell? But if it is the five reported 5 million, then... I think that could be well worth it. And, you know, 11,000 tickets isn't a huge amount to sell. So I think that's probably a very smart idea. Uh, yeah. I agree. I mean, especially if you're looking from a worldwide perspective. I, I also think he looks much better. I, I definitely, if, if it's only $5 million that they spent, I think that, you know, it, it's definitely an investment worth making because throughout, you know, in, in the 
scheme of things, you know, looking back on this movie, if we're going to have that original design, it's going to be in the same vein as like, you know, the Super Mario Brothers movie and, you know, the Goomba design. Like, mm-hmm. it's just going to look terrible 20 years later and people will make fun of it. it people, I mean, you know, otherwise, I don't know. <laughs> it's, I think it's good. I think it's a good design. So, yeah. Look, I, I've said it before, folks. I mean... This has everything to do with merchandise, not ticket sales for the movies. They don't make money on the movies. Like, I don't. They don't. They make money on merch. And I guarantee you, having worked in licensed merchandise for well over 10 years, they took a, some one of those companies that does market research. They, they put a picture of that creepy Sonic in front of moms, and they were like, no f- way am i buying that for my kid i'm not putting that on my kid i don't even want to look at it and i know because i i took that picture and just ran it by random women at a hair salon that's next to my barbershop and like what is that you know i didn't even know what i ew, i don't want no ooh, you know like they don't want to look at it they don't want it around they don't want to look at the backpack they don't want to look at the lunchbox so uh they had no choice like that's it and and it, it's evident by when uh, that Halloween costume shipped, regardless, because the Halloween yeah. company they don't give they don't give a shit, you know like <laughs> they don't care. The creepier and dumber it looks, the better for Halloween costumes. So it works out for them. But um, yeah, that was god awful. Could you just imagine that creepy Sonic on backpacks? You got to stare at it on the bus. You know, you're like, oh. <laughs> some poor old woman convulses and goes mission accomplished. Shock. You know, it's something like it would. And every time it would have happened, there would have been a, you know, a giant news report about it. So, you know, five million, it's nothing. You know, it did not cost thirty five million dollars to replace Sonic, guys. It's it's ridiculous. Did you guys see that uh, Facebook post by uh, Yuji Naka where he was asking about the possibility of when the movie comes to uh, like DVD and Blu-ray, that they can swap in the original oh, character model. So funny. <laughs> I, I mean, but then they have to. The, well, I, I, I thought this is going to be on the level of like the Snyder cut for for. Uh, wasn't it originally him who also on the original design? Does he just want to see it for? He you just played Yuji's Kiwi game. Ouch! Have you played no. his Kiwi game? I like the Kiwi, Yuji, you know. No. I think it was like Ivy the Kiwi or Ivy something the like Kiwi? that. Question mark oh, yeah, at the I end. That. Wow, I never played it. I yeah, I thought he wanted the like the original cut of the movie basically to be on the DVD or Blu-ray, and then yeah, that's what somebody said like, "Hey, uh, they actually only put this together for the trailer, so there really isn't an original." I don't know. It'd be cool if they had the original mess, uh, the originally designed trailer on the Blu-ray or whatever, just so we can all remember and never forget. What do you think the I, I want to hear like a good director's commentary mm, on this where they just boy. talk about like, oh, what were we thinking? <laughs> oh brother. I don't know. I don't know. This is this is gonna be great guys. You know, like what you were saying, sketch hundred percent, I, I think more so than like the movie portion of it, it's it's about like the merchandising. This style of Sonic is something you can create uh like figures from you can put on T-shirts, all this other stuff, and it will sell because it looks like Sonic. Uh, the other yeah, one, I, I just saw this the new stand-up, uh, the big you know new cardboard cutout 
thing at the movie theater last night when I went to see Ford, Ford v Ferrari and and I mean, you look at it, you don't get repulsed. Like, hey, look, it's Sonic. Like, <laughs> I, think I can only, <laughs> I can only imagine. You know, ooh, like I remember what movie was it? Some movie came out, and I remember some kid going, "Oh no, no, this was this was at Comic Con in the nineties, like ninety six. There was this really obese guy, and I'm not making fun of him, but he he obviously had some mental issues, and he decided to dress up as a transformer by just putting tinfoil all over his oh, body. Dear. You know what I mean? And like oh, an no. Autobot, like cardboard thing hanging around his neck. And I, that was the year I took my little stepbrother to comic con. And he was like, what happened to the transformers? Oh my God. Like, I was like, no, no, don't, 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 don't. <laughs> so I can only, imagine, <laughs> I can only imagine little kids screaming, you know, ah, what is that? Oh, someone's making fun of Sonic, you know, like guarantee you, guarantee you. But I mean, yeah, it looks when you see it in the theater, you go, "Oh, Sonic!" All right, you know, like that's cool. Yeah, no, it, it definitely looks a lot better. Um, I'm glad that they did this. I'm actually kind of looking forward to it uh, because I think Jim Carrey is going to be just absolutely bad <laughs> insane. Like he, when when they let him loose, magic happens, and I feel like uh, he just probably ruled that set. And I, I just can't wait to see what kind of crazy insane stuff that he's doing he's just ad-libbing he's probably never seen or played a sonic game so he's he has no idea who robotnik is he's just it's like it's gonna be like half uh like uh uh like i'm just trying to think of like all these different roles that i I think it's like half ace ventura and half some sort of character from like lemony snicket back in the day Lemony Snicket. Probably L- Lemony Snicket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's just channeling all these he's different things. Off. Just like it, it's some amalgamation of, of all of his characters he's ever done. It rolled Eric into Kusa. one, and this is what we get. And it's going to be amazing. <laughs> I'll probably see it on a matinee. I'll see it on Opening Valentine's weekend. Day. It'll happen. I, well, when does it I open up in Turkey, Marzen? <clears throat> uh, I'm going to call my Turkish cousin, uh, but I'm pretty sure it's also February 14th. Is it on Turkey Tuesday or <laughs> Turkey Thursday? I'm not sure. <laughs> All right. Okay. <laughs> I'm dying. I'm dying. Graham, is okay. Valentine's Day happening in the UK or do you guys have something else? Uh, <laughs> well, that's that's the day we uh, hang someone from a Jesus tree. No, it's... <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> well, you know, Graham, we have something over here that doesn't play very well with that icon- iconography. You know, like, just letting you know, Graham. Yeah, if you check okay. out Disney it's, Plus. He's, he's European pagan holiday. He's innocent. He's innocent. Mm-hmm. In Japan, the movie comes out in March, though. Oh, interestingly wow, really? enough, That's weird. yeah. So we get it before Japan. Yes. Oh, strange. Okay. Yeah, because it's oh. coming out on February 14th in the United Kingdom as well. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Okay. And gets it in March. Spread the love. All right. So um, that's going to do it for this week's episode. Um, like we said at you know earlier in the show, we do have a couple of good reviews that are going to be posted this week. We have Marson's Shinmu 3 article, so keep an eye out mm-hmm. for that. Uh, also, Scotty's uh, Xeno Crisis. Mm-hmm. Uh, review will be published this week as well. Um, and we're always keeping up with the latest news. So keep uh, up with that on the site. 
Uh, as far as streams and stuff go, Scotty, is there anything you want to discuss uh, about that? Kind of a slow, uh, slow week this week because we've got um, you know Thanksgiving and Bonfire Day and everything, but. Uh, we'll be, uh, I know that, um, Corey Tornado, Tornado Jones will be playing some more Yakuza, speaking of which, he's gonna, he's making his way through that game slowly, the first, uh, zero, um, and I'm gonna be taking a break from streaming myself because I don't have the equipment I need to adequately stream, I really wanna play retro stuff, I, I am finding myself trying too hard to find stuff to play on my PS4, so I'll be taking a break, hopefully Santa will help me out, and I'll be back in, in, um, back back at work with that but we'll still have obviously not with thanksgiving thursday night throwdown but that'll be coming back again the following week uh and stuff like that so just keep an eye you know on the socials and our twitch stuff but you know if you are a twitch sub uh or thinking of becoming one so you can catch up with the sideshow that'll be those episodes are going to be gradually released uh, through that YouTube unlisted playlist. Uh, otherwise, I don't know. If you want to see some stream stuff, just go back and check up on our Dreamcast Marathon Insanity. And there's plenty to watch through there on the holidays when you're avoiding your family. That's yeah. right. Uh, crazy Taxi with a fishing rod. Yeah, <laughs> Crazy Taxi. Yeah. I rewatched the part. I don't know why it came across this part, but when Graham was clearly very mad, and we didn't know until Chris told us this is what it's like when Graham is mad, and he walked back into the room, Graham, and you apologize, and we're like, what are you talking about? You're still the most polite person here, and it's just magical. <laughs> I, what was I mad about? I, I have no that. idea, because I couldn't <laughs> tell that little, you were. Little known fact, uh, Graham is half Canadian. So oh, that, well, that's how you know when English people are angry is when they apologize. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's when you know. I, I've seen every episode and the movie Down Abbey, so uh, this is true. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. So V for Dendetta, V for Dendetta, Down Abbey. Those are the autobiographies to keep up with. Yeah, I got um, Okay, Sketch, are you still doing the streams uh, these days? What 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 are you doing? Uh, I'll be doing more soon. Um, so what what will happen is s- the weekends will be my streaming like commissions and stuff. So I've been doing game concept art for two years now, and it's just there's just no way at this point I can stream even my personal work during the week because. A lot of it's probably under NDAs and stuff, too. Well, I'm always afraid I'm going to inadvertently open a critical file, you know, (laughs) and get myself sued. You know, so I'm like, ah, gosh, you know, like, what is in my history state on Photoshop right now? So um, not a lot of that. But I am recording my work. So I just put up, we just recorded commentary for the Wolverblade Colors. And the Wolverblade line art that I did for the new issue of Megavisions. Um, the Wolverblade line art with commentary is up on YouTube now on my YouTube channel, Sketchcraft. And the colors uh, with commentary, and I just basically explain my process, will be up this uh, Monday or Tuesday. And I'll be recording the cover art as well, <clears throat> which will be virtual on. So if you want to see all that, I-, I will at least record it, and then we'll do audio commentary. I think I'll probably... Chris, you're available. I'll have you on to talk about anyone who wants to talk about virtual ons. Welcome on that commentary. It doesn't have to be just about my art. You know, it's a place to talk about the game too. So, um, yeah, I'll be doing that. So awesome, good, stuff good stuff is happening. And remember, if you're listening to this and you're interested into subscribing to Megavisions, you can go to our Patreon at www.patreon.com/megavisions. And you can choose uh, between a physical print edition or a digital issue of the magazine. 
Uh, we've already closed orders for this next issue of Mega Visions. But if you want to go ahead and, and jump onto uh, the Patreon, go ahead and do that. You're not going to get charged until the next issue, uh, but we'll also give you access to purchase uh, some additional copies of, of issue nine when it becomes available. Cause we always, uh, we always order a little bit more uh, copies of the magazine than what we have just on Patreon. And we will sell those on our website at uh, megavisionsmag.com. And so if you go ahead and sign up to the Patreon, we'll, we'll send a link out to our website. Once we have, uh, those orders done for our patron, uh, our patron members, and we have those extra issues available. You can go ahead and get those there, and then from that point forward, you'll be able to get each issue once they're released. So, good stuff. Awesome. Woo. Yep. So, stuff. Graham, right, Graham, that are gonna... you looking forward to helping with making more Mega Visions? Am I? You looking forward to using Photoshop? I love Photoshop, so... Okay, we have... you. I want that clip, guys. You, you cut that out for me, all right? All right, Scotty, you cut that out for me. You got it. I want all right, thank you. That'll be the all right, that's sound gonna instead do of the it. rings. We want to wish everyone a happy Thanksgiving and Marson a happy... All the way from Turkey. All the way from Turkey. Happy Thanksgiving. Yeah, punk out. We're knocking out the window this Thursday, folks. <laughs> I'm sure that's probably, like, really offensive to someone from Turkey. But... I'm sure John Madden is really offensive to some Try to believe, though the going gets rough, that you gotta hang tough to make it. History repeats itself, try and you succeed. Never doubt that you're the one, and you can have your dream. You're the best around. Nothing's gonna ever keep you down. You're the best around. Try your best.